When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. What's up, Purple Daily? This is Declan Goff wishing you a half Memorial Day. We're going to be throwing it back on this Purple Daily episode to the Ventline show right after the Minneapolis Miracle in 2018. We interrupt this program. We interrupt this program to bring you Vikings Ventline, the one show where you get to react to how the Purple played right away. Right away. Call in now with your thoughts on the game. 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Ventline. Take that I put the Ventline. I don't need to take my medicine. Presented by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. I don't know that this happy game can carry them. Now, alongside the superstar Mike Morris. So much fun to watch. I just don't know what the problem is. Here's Phil Mackey. Oh my God. Oh my God. Superstar Mike Morris. The Viking. <laughs> Are you kidding what? me? What we're watching right now, I mean, it just no happened. Way. Case Keenum to Stephon Diggs. I thought uh, with no I, time, ten happened? seconds left okay. on the clock, and touchdown. We're 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 thinking he's going to step out of bounds, and we'll have a field goal to win. All right, let's uh, let's set the scene this way. If you're tuning into our station right now and don't know what's us. happening, the Vikings just hit a sixty-yard touchdown pass with no time on the clock to beat Are the Saints twenty-nine to twenty-four. Kidding me? Let's get right to your phone calls: six five one six four six eight two five five. 877-615-1500. Red Cow and Red Rabbit powering Vikings Ventline will stay on the air as long as you want to call. What, what in God's play. name just happened? Watch this kid drop his head. We're watching it right now on instant replay. Watch this kid duck his head and just he completely whiffs on the tackle. You know what's funny? When he, he would have still when, been out of bounds in, when, in enough time for a field goal. When he caught the pass, I thought, get out of bounds. I and then it's too. like, oh my God, there's no defender. I He's did going too. To I'm like, are you kidding me? I thought someone was still behind him, like a safety. I'm like, get the hell out of bounds, dude. <laughs> Linda in Wyoming, who was blowing up my Twitter feed the entire game, saying, this is doom and gloom. Case Keenum is going to wreck it. I don't. We've never seen anything like this in the history of the Vikings franchise. Ever, they ever. move on to the NFC Championship game. Linda, start us off. Well, uh, I'm not going to eat crow because I said several things were going to happen that did, like Keenum wow. and the interception and that. But I will tell you, that was unbelievable. Somebody is looking after the Vikings. I'm going to tell you right now, you couldn't have put it any better, Linda. I mean, and you've been so accurate all year long and have for several years, actually. But this was not, you know, this was just an unbelievable play and a, a terrible, terrible defensive effort by number 43. I don't even know, Williams, I believe the guy that made the interception on Keenum. Well, does Keenum ever have his revenge on Williams? Because he ducks his head, Diggs catches it. And I still thought there was one guy to beat. 
get out of bounds, and it doesn't ha- hell. He turned around, and there wasn't anyone Dude, to, at all. I can't, so. I can't stop laughing. By the way, Gene Steratur, they did review the play. Please yeah. tell us if this gets buzz killed. Yeah, but it, but he did not step out of bounds. He did not step out of bounds. No, he didn't. There were no flags on the field. If somebody's going to buzz kill this, it would be Gene Steratur. Of course, of course. Yeah, let's <laughs> confirm. The college came in yeah, from New confirmed. York. Let, let me. By the way, the phone numbers are. Uh, I know. There, I mean, people are still in the stadium. It's still full because they're waiting to see what happens. But six five one. Six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. By the way, it's been confirmed. The it Vikings just now have defeated the Saints twenty nine twenty four. Linda, you've been a long suffering Vikings fan. You call in every week. Does that play make you feel like this might be the team that finally lifts a half century of curses or whatever you want to call it, self inflicted wounds? It does because I have watched every Super Bowl loss, every playoff loss. Because I'm sixty nine years old. I have spent more time crying over Vikings losses than anything else. And I'm sitting here for all the reasons I don't have to eat thing I said on at that play. Finally we get a book. Yeah, you know what? We were due, were we not? I mean after this long, this many games, playoff games and Super Bowls, are we not due a break like this? For something. And I mean, you have to and we earned it. I mean that's a that's a throw and a catch, yep. right? Dude, that was a yep. that, it was a that throw was and a catch. A, not to mention yeah. you know the way That it, was a great throw. Yes, and I mean, Lin, Linda right the, Linda, the way it played out, Kai Forbath was temporarily the hero. And then shortly after, the Vikings' vaunted defense was temporarily the, the goat. goat. And we don't mean greatest of all time. No. Either. We mean goat, goat. No. But I'm telling you right now, just when you think you know everything about football, something like this happens. The Viking defense starts giving up points, and they get a little bit rattled the first time we've seen them rattled all season long. You got Kyle Forbath coming out and just saying, you know what? I got it from 53. Not a problem. I got a 49 and a 53 in me, and he makes them both. Missed a 49, but my God, the 53 had more pressure on it than he's ever had in his career. And then, of course, do you think you can get through the playoffs with Case Keenum? Do you think we've got enough quarterback? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that kid's got a lot of fight in him. Dude. He's got a lot of fight. He had he had the yeah. worst interception of his entire season uh, in the second half, I mean, that about cost us. And then he comes back with the biggest throw of his entire career. And the Vikings um, franchise history. And we go in with no time on the clock. Touchdown. We win. No bother having to kick an extra point. Yeah. Hey, Linda, final word from you quick, because we got to get to Eric and Brandon and a bunch of other phone calls here. But go ahead. Uh, the floor is yours, Linda. You're caller number one, and you've been with us every week. So final words from you. I asked for an Adam Thielen jersey for Christmas. And I got it. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I don't think a lot of 69-year-olds do. And, you know, I have tears in my eyes looking at the ninety-year, 99-year-old gal that got to come for the first time to be able to see a game like this because my mom was a huge Viking fan, and she died when she was 91. Oh. And I'm sure right now she is dancing in heaven because she never missed a Vikings or a Twins game or a Gophers game on TV. So, we deserved one. We finally got it. Linda, did. thank you for your phone call. We're going to get to Eric and Brandon in just a second, but 651-646-8255. This? this is the this? biggest walk of shame I've ever seen in the history of watching sports. <laughs> the Saints have to come back on the field God. for the Vikings to kick an extra point oh of just God. a formality. So I've they cleared the field of media, yeah. and and they had to find 11 poor Saints back in the tunnel to put their pads back on. I feel a little, the mi- a little like Donovan McNabb. <laughs> I mean, did we have to kick the extra point or not? I'm thinking Apparently we, don't, we didn't so. have to. Apparently you do have to make it a Official, and the Saints come marching in. Let's just say they can't, they Dude. come marching in to do this uh, 
rubbing salt in the wound extra point because they have to make it official, apparently. I didn't think you had to have one. All right, let's roll through phone calls here. Eric and Bismarck, there there are no words. Fire away, Eric. We've exercised the demon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The demon. Uh, I mean, for 30 years, I've been watching this franchise, and my heart is broken every year. Oh, oh my God. I mean, unreal. We've exercised the demon. By the way, for anyone who had the Vikings uh, minus five, they didn't actually kick it. They took a knee <laughs> one by five. I do want to say one thing. They need to figure out blocking on the right side because mm. it was awful today. But yeah, well, they, they also I mean, have one won. of the best. One of the best in the business is is rushing over there. But Eric, we'll see. I mean, they have no, follow it up by going to the Super Bowl and winning it, perhaps. But look at this. I I, I mean, I'm watching these replays. They're playing them over and over again. Williams comes in. I don't even know the kid's first name. He's a rookie this year, but and he and he got the first interception off uh, off of uh, Case Keenum. But when he comes in to tackle to try to make the tackle on Stephon Diggs, he completely ducks his head, puts his head down, and whiffs, whiffs. And I mean, Diggs comes down two feet in bounds and turns like what? No one hit me. It is. It's the. I mean, let's keep going here. Brandon in Cambridge. Vikings win. Fire away. For once. For <laughs> once this night. <laughs> do not have this happen to us. I'm I telling can't, you. I, I was praying to God, I swear to the Lord above, that it wasn't going to happen to us. And it didn't. I, I, I don't. Did I have a lucky 12 of these in my pocket? Or what happened? <laughs> but Phil, I made your dad earlier in the game. I, I text. I was on your, feet, uh, your uh, Twitter. I just. Oh, you uh, had the uh, the Brad, my Brad Childress uh, tweet, and you called him Major Dad, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> awesome, Brad. Following the game, and uh, I just I <laughs> I lost faith earlier, but uh, I I was praying, and I, thank God, thank God, it was for once it happens to us. Yeah. But uh, that's all I have to say. But uh, thank you, man. Haymakers. Let's go. Let's real quick go to Jeff in Minneapolis. Jeff's a loyal caller. Jeff, Vikings <laughs> win twenty nine twenty four, man. <laughs> How's it going? I'm... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What's oh wrong? My... What's wrong, man? You act like I, there's I, something I'm, wrong. I'm just trying to stop the tears from rolling down my cheeks. <laughs> I'm... I'm... Oh. <laughs> this never happens for us. Uh. It never happens that we get lucky. Tell me about but, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable. You, you, you have oh, so many things this... that were going to be said if this had gone the wrong way. But typically, like they always do, this team has fought tooth and nail every second of every game. They let this one get away from them a little bit. like it is. That's why I love you, man. Uh, Oh, my God. They fought and digs. Digs. Lifetime contract. I don't care. Case Keenum, I love you except for that stupid throw. That stupid, stupid throw. That was bad. After they score that touchdown. But you know what? We got it. It doesn't matter. We got it. Oh, how am I going to go to work tomorrow? There's no way well, I'm going to be able to concentrate it, it, for the next you know, like 24 it, hours. Your work conditions just improved a great deal. Uh, oh if it God, hadn't gone it well, uh, like it just did, you would have not even gone to work tomorrow. So, but uh, be glad you can go in and talk the way you can now about heading to Philadelphia. Let's go, man. Nick Foles ain't nothing. Dude, Nick, after going toe-to-toe, Jeff, thank, those were real tears from Jeff in Minneapolis, who calls every week on Vikings Vent Line. Yeah. Um, uh, we're full right now, but as callers drop off the line, 
It's Superstar Mike Morris. We got all kinds of people hanging out. We've got Manny, we got Jonathan, Eric's in the house, and everyone. People, so we've got we've got the final call here, the final call. Let's let's replay this again. Vikings, basically with one or two plays left, maybe to get into field goal range. They had enough no time to step out of bounds and have a really realistic uh, chance at a, at a nice field goal, a, a good field goal make. And then this happens with no time left. I'm going to try to work the ball on the boundary. Steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Like, this well, this, this never happens never. to Minnesota sports teams. Has this ever happened to a Minnesota sports team? I wonder if Vikings fans suddenly love Joe Buck now after that call. That was a great call. That was a good call. <laughs> I guess it happened to the... Twins in 1991, like they hit a you home know, run in the you know, game six. So it has happened, but the, not the game to the seven thing. The pitching duel with uh, Jack Morris and and uh, whoever John Smoltz, yeah, that guy, yeah, and, and Drew, Drew Brees actually started the game. Yeah. Ben in yeah, Florida, yeah, he did, didn't he? Ben in Florida, you're on vent line, guys. This is their year. I mean, you don't, they don't that you don't make a play like that and it not be your year. It is just <laughs> their year. I cannot wait to Philadelphia. You got Nick Foles, man. It's just, man, I'm, man, let, I, the kicker made the kick. Drew Brees, they brought down and made the kick. You throw a Hail Mary. Man, it's just, I, I just feel like it's their year, man. It's just their year. In the past, they'd be on the wrong end of those plays, man. Man, hats off to Case. Say what you want about Case Keaton. Say what you want about this football team. Mike Zimmer is the coach of the year after that play. It's not even up for discussion what this guy has done with this football team, man. Philadelphia, man, let's go, man. I'm fired up. I'm fired up, man. Ben in Florida just rocking it. You know, with 26 seconds or whatever it was when they kicked off to us and we got the ball spotted on the 25, glad that you uh, pointed that out, that it was on the 25, too. Long story. Yeah, Donovan McNabb over um, here in the studio has no idea what the rules are of football. That's fine. I have no idea. Uh, but I would say this. That... Is pretty good clock management and time timeouts to get the ball in position for him to make a throw that would have, if he'd stepped out of bounds, been really perfect strategy on the part of the Vikings and time usage to get the ball in position for the, for the kicker to come out and make a game, game-winning field goal. Now, it turned out much, much, much better and a much better play call by Joe Buck but because he wheels and there's no one behind him, and he, and, and he, and he scores a touchdown, and, and it's over. And right? the football gods don't let Kai Forbath make that kick. Kai Forbath, if if he, if Diggs goes out of bounds, <laughs> Kai Forbath winds up on the same list yeah. as the other Vikings kickers that have missed wide left. Yeah. So take it out of his hands, yeah. off of his feet, <laughs> yeah. and just run it in yourself. Randy, realistic Randy in Oakland, you're on vent line, sponsored by Red Cow and Red Rabbit, baby. Let me just tell you guys something right now. I'm trying to catch my breath <laughs> as I speak right now. Um, oh. The fact that this game came down. You know what? You know what's funny? I've been a fan of this team for 17 years. You just expect something. That, it was going well for us up 17 to nothing. Then the Saints, they make their run. Then Kai Forbad makes a couple of kicks. The fact that he was able to make that kick to give us the lead for that short period of time, I was like, he's going to miss it. Of course he's going to miss it. And he makes it. He freaking makes it. And then the defense, the defense, they, they do their thing. It, it's whatever. Or they don't do their thing. They give up the score. And they give up the field goal. And then all of a sudden, you mean to tell me that Case Keenum needs to make a drive to come back 
and, and, and make a play, and hopefully Kai Forbath can make the field goal. You mean to tell me that's what it comes down to? I was ready to cut Case Keenum out. He almost threw that game away. But the fact that something good happened for us, something that never happens for us, we see all these teams, all the teams, they win the championship, and we're like, why can't that happen to us? Why can't the good plays happen to us? And it happened there. We should stand up. I'm so proud of this team for fighting through, and I don't care if it's cliche, for fighting through adversity and getting the damn win. That's what it takes to go out there and win a championship. <laughs> well said. Well said. Gold Realistic Randy. Vikings, Play the song. The old, the old song. Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down and get a touchdown. Rock em. Sock em. Fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings. Oh. I mean, I mean. Can you I, imagine? That actually happened. Can you imagine? I that mean, actually that happened. is incredible to think of what you could have been talking about right now is the old, they let us down again, that, you know, ah, well, we can reload the cannon back down in Mankato. No, wait, we don't go back to Mankato. We can reload the cannon in Egan. We, we'll do it again next year. We got a, a team that's really close, but they just need one more year. You know, that's all been swept under the rug because they come up with one of those plays that you have to make in the playoffs. Every play counts in the playoffs. One one play can kill you. In, in this case, it was almost two. It was the interception on a short, and then leaving a short field for Breeze to come back on and get another touch, and then a damn block punt. If anything, don't let a punt get blocked. Well, we do. We do. I almost forgot about the block punt. That was, I'll tell you what, that killed us. That yeah. put him on another short field. Mitchell in Florida, you're on Ventline. Star and Mackey. Gentlemen, I am running around in my backyard. I'm listed as from Florida, but I'm from so many places. I've been a Vikings fan for 32 years. Wow. Superstar, you know what I'm saying? I do. Years. I do know what you're saying, I mean, man. Oh, my goodness. From missed field goals to fumbles to everything. Man, I'm just, you know, the analysis will come another day. But I'm just so happy for Vikings Nation, everybody. This is one to just celebrate. Me and my family are going out. I don't even know where we're going. We're just going somewhere <laughs> because we've been waiting. For Take so the family long. out in the backyard and just run around with everybody in the backyard. I mean, just yeah. call a party yeah. in the backyard. That's exactly what I should do. Hey, guys, congratulations. It was thrilling. Oh. I look forward to calling in next week. Let's make it to the Super Bowl. You guys have a good one. Boom. Mitchell in Florida. Let's keep rolling here. Monty in South Dakota. You're on Ventline. Oh, man. If I would have called like 15 minutes earlier, I would have been fine. <laughs> but, you know, I was sitting there. Oh. I, I had the pleasure of not watching the game in 2009. Uh, our TV was down, so I was watching it play-by-play on NFL.com. Okay. And it, I was sitting there just sick. You know, everything that could have happened. You got Kyle Rudolph with the foul. You got, you know, all this. Well. Here, let's, no, let's put it back out. A lot of things didn't go well. No, sorry, Monty. We're, we're back, Monty. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So uh, I was just saying everything that could have happened was happening. You got Kyle Rudolph getting that foul, you know. And I'm just sitting there on the couch. I'm curled up sick. <laughs> I see Kai <laughs> Forbath on the sideline. And I jumped about 20 feet in the air from a laying down position. <laughs> I never cussed it for my parents, but I think I dropped a few of them. So. <laughs> I think everybody did. <laughs> Even with your parents there. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just excited for this next game and um, excited to hear you guys talk. Dude, Monty, yeah. thank you for the phone call, man. Yeah, here's the thing. 
I mean, we got one more game to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, there's we two games left, the by the way. Yeah, there's, by the way, we just had a pretty good little Super Bowl right there in the same place where it will be played yeah. just kind of two weeks earlier. But if you could ever imagine needing confidence, needing a boost, needing some you know some kind of confidence in knowing that you didn't play great in that second half, but you came back and won it one way or another, you found a way to win it. This is the prototype, find a way to win a game. It happened to all the players that really needed the most. The kicker that was having trouble, the young quarterback that was getting a, his first chance this season to become like a full-time time starter and having his first playoff game, this had to happen this way. And because it did, what this does now, moving forward into Philadelphia next week, is unbelievable. And that defense better better do a double check, by the way. They need to double-check their confidence and, and maybe getting a little ahead of themselves, Sure, too. but that's play also the, one of the five, quarters. That's also one of the five greatest quarterbacks who's ever put shoulder pads on. Understood. I, I, I agree. I totally agree with that. But, I mean, you got to make more plays. you got to make more plays. What they do typically that we saw in the first half, that got, that got a little bit uh, – uh, those got less and less and less as the game went along. And, and I think it was because of the tension and maybe some of the conservative play that they were throwing down out there. I don't know if they were if they had the the boot heel to the throat thing going. I mean, I think they were kind of whistling through the graveyard, if you know what I mean. Boy, yeah. And then and then and then when they needed a stop the most, they couldn't get it. And it's That's Case Keenum that bails them out. Let's go. Speaking of Case Keenum, Bob in Pennsylvania since day one that Case Keenum took over as starting quarterback. Has been on the bandwagon. Bob in Pennsylvania, the floor is yours. Uh, Mackie, I just have one question for you. Are you going to marry Case yet or not? <laughs> I'm in. Let's elope. Let's elope. Because you Bob, said are you are you, you are ready earlier in the week? But come on now, you got to be ready now. Bob, are you I'm into polyamorous right relationships? And Lady Luck is golden because she was here for us for the win tonight. And we needed it, but Case has the eye of the tiger, and I want you guys to ramp it up if you can. Come on now. Come on. That is the essence of the eye of the tiger. Yes. Purple. Let's bleed purple all the way back home. The Eagles, we will break their spirit next week. I will will be at the game just to make sure that there's one less Eagle fan at that game so I can root for my team to get back home. It's about getting back home and winning. It's about having the eye of the tiger. I'm going to have a lot of Shiraz tonight, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. You know, ironically, the name of the band that sang that is Survivor. Yeah, survive in advance. I think that, that Jim sums Valvano. up today. Yeah. Survive today. That is the essence of survival. That's oh, what it is. Man, how about that win? How about the ending? Oh, I, I love it. Diggs, four bath. How about four bath? Yep. The kick that he made. Yep. I told you he had his head on straighter. <laughs> you thought I said prayer last week, but no, it's straighter. He has his head on a lot straighter. <laughs> and we proved it today with that kick. Get back the lead. Oh, uh, Road Warrior comes back from his usual third quarter injury, and what does he do to Thomas? He shuts him down. Breeze made, made a big play on that fourth and ten, but you know what? Prior to that, Rhodes 
shut him down. And I'm telling you, it was big. Everything was big. It's just a great win. I'm just going to listen to the rest of your show, <laughs> listen to the rest of the fight fans, because we are on a roll right now. I love <laughs> I love yes. me some Bob in Pennsylvania. I love me some Bob in Pennsylvania. I do too. Thanks for the phone call, Bob. Bob's got the eye of the Thank tiger, you, too, man. What I love most is seeing that last play and the look on Sean Payton's face after he thinks it's all said and done, 10 seconds left to go, and that play. Doesn't even take a field goal. Beat you with a touchdown. I don't think if Stefan Diggs does the the logical thing there, which is step out of bounds, yep. <laughs> with you know, because the minute you decide to go, and now he saw there were no defenders, no but, but you don't know someone can catch you from behind. Absolutely. The minute you decide to go, that's it. You either score or the game is over. Yeah. If he steps out of bounds, Kai Forbath misses that field goal because that's what happens every time a Vikings kicker lines up for a key field goal. And so the fact that Stefan Diggs <laughs> took it into his own hands and just ran it across the goal line with no time left. I got a hot take. If the Vikings go on to win the Super Bowl, that touchdown by Stefan Diggs that we just saw 20 minutes ago will be looked at like Dave Roberts' stolen base against the Yankees. I mean, the it, ALCS. Yeah, it, okay, we're, you're, you're dead to rights. You're there's dead to rights. There's your only like a, over. a 0.5% chance of winning the game. Yep. And but, then beyond that, winning the rest of the games that you need yeah. to win and carrying the momentum. It's a good yeah, it's a good comparison. Yeah. It was like no other. I mean, I that's that is I've been watching Viking football since I'm guessing uh, I probably started watching in about 66, 67. Team got here in 61. I was probably 6, 7 years old. I was born in 61. Iowa kid. Iowa kid. Yeah. Had to follow either the Vikes or the Chiefs or and those were the two main teams, but uh we we followed pretty much the Vikings the whole way. And we'd drive up here to the games, Metropolitan Stadium. And I ended up playing a few games for them. In all the time I've been around this team or watched this team, and the 18, 19 years it's been since I played, that is the best Viking finish and best the best memory I have of a Viking squad thus far. Now, we're not in the Super Bowl yet. Yeah. But recently, most recently, that's the most exciting play I've ever seen as a in Viking fact, player or a fan? It is for me, too. That's a great question to pose out. We have one open phone line right now. Is that the highest you've ever felt as a Vikings yeah, fan? That's the is that the best natural high you've ever felt as a Vikings fan? 651-646-8255. I mean, there, there are no Super Bowl highs. Not so, yet. Not so, yet. I mean, we're not, we're not to that level yet. We still have that chance. We st- and I'll take a chance. I will take a chance. I, that's all any of us want in, in the NFL. Is just a chance to to proceed onward, uh, and and play until there are no more games left to be played, and that's all we're looking for. And I love this team's chances, especially since they shot themselves in the foot again, like Carolina, and they need to understand and know how to kill people off and get it over with sooner. And it's a great lesson for them. They'll learn a lot from this, and they'll go into Philadelphia. I honestly believe even better than they were today in the first half. Yeah, I really believe that too. I'm not kidding. I think that Case Keenum's Confidence will ride high. This team is going to fly around next week. I really believe that. 651-646-8255. Red Cow and Red Rabbit are keeping us commercial-free after perhaps the most incredible Vikings victory in the history of the franchise when you just include how improbable the finish was. Lynn in Alberta, you're on with Star and Mackie. Yeah, hello, guys. Um, I just want to uh, let you know that I'm so, so, so excited about this game. My husband, Chris, been... 
a fan of Vikings since 30 years ago. And now, and I think tonight was the most emotional um, experience for him watching the Vikings. He was like so mad. He was venting. He tossed the, ca- the hat, the cap, and I stood and I watched and I said, no, don't give up. The game is not over. And then suddenly her comes Diggs and he got the ball and just want to say he's so awesome tonight. Yes, thank you, Lynn and Alberta. Let's keep going around the uh, the world here. Mike in Italy is what? on Vikings Vent Line. Mike in Italy, yes. <laughs> hey, hey guys, can you hear me? Wow, you sound like you're standing right here in right here in <laughs> in, in St. Paul. You're not in Italy, are you? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm up wow. in northern Italy near Milan, and I've Man. been you guys. I've been listening to the Vikings for you know 17 years here. It's 2:30 in the morning, so I can't speak very loudly because <laughs> wow. the rest of my family is sleeping, but. I was turning off everything. I was shutting everything down. And I'm going into my, my other room, and I was just expecting, you know, my gut hurt. I was chest pains. It was over. I go in the other room, and I hear Joe Buck going, unbelievable. And I just couldn't. I went out to see the last I didn't even see the last play until it was, you know, repeated. But it was just I, utter shock. I mean, the game was over. I was just starting to think about what I'm going to tell, you know, talk to my friends about in terms of, yeah, they, they did it again, but, man, incredible. Wouldn't you like to know, Mike, how many people, so 70,000 people in that stadium? You know people left, right? You know people left. I'd love to oh, know, I I love to know how many people were outside, oblivious, walking to their cars when that play happened. Incredible. It really was. Yeah. Thank it you, really Mike. Was. I appreciate I mean, your phone call, man. I think it would have hurt maybe even the most of any loss if it had come to that. Even though it was just divisional and not the not the NFC Championship game, and I'll tell you why. I mean, because this team and we we agreed earlier watching the game in the first half. Of course, we wouldn't have said this what I'm about to tell you in the second half, but we <laughs> did say in the first half, is this not the best Viking football team we've ever put together? And I said yes. I played on the 15 and one team. I still think that this team is more solid uh, in, at every position, position to position, and I was just waiting for the kicker to catch up. And he caught up today. So, well, he did something that the other kicker, couldn't, quite frankly, couldn't do in, in a big playoff spot. So, I don't know what you meant by that. Wait, I do, I do remember now what you mean by that. But uh, I would say that they are a, an incredibly well-balanced team, and it just would have been so sad to see them squander what, what they had right in their hands. And they still do. But that was for them to have lost this game somehow, to New Orleans after beating them down, just beating them down in that first half and then coming out and losing momentum. That's what happens in football. If you lose momentum in a football game, everything comes to life on that bench. Everything starts to be that we believe we can come back and beat them now. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Roger and Oshkosh, what did you think? What did I think, fellas? I don't know. I was, it was surreal. I was, uh, I was jumping up and down about four times and I, and I saw my knees up near my chin. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. It was just, uh, the most fantastic feeling. And I feel so happy for the good people of Minnesota and Minnesota Viking fans all over the world. They deserve this. Now, a couple things here. Uh, the Saints gave it their best shot. But I, I got to tell you, the Saints are one of the dirtiest son of a bitch in football teams are on there. <laughs> Williams, Williams went after Zendejo. You, you, Zendejo, you can't tell me he did. And when Barr had a, a pick six in the making, 
some guy grabbed him down by the horse collar. And I've got to tell you, Sean Payton is the biggest prick in the NFL. He has been that way for years. I am so happy he is pissed off tonight, and he'll be pissed off uh, for the rest of the offseason. Right, that's probably enough from Roger before we get an FCC violation. Why can't we just go ahead and let him keep talking? I mean, he's he's well within the parameters. Wait. Listen, I know, I know, uh... Well, the dump I know people are excited, but the dump button's broken for the night. So thanks for that, Robert. Scott in Iowa. You're on Vikings Bet Line. What's up, gentlemen? What's How going on, Scott? What's up? Wow. I'm 54 years old. This team has broken my heart year after year after year, and I, I don't know what to say. I was, I admit it. I, I about gave up. I was walking away and just happened to catch it out of my corner of my eye, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Absolutely stunned. Yeah, what? A, I mean, I was so excited that he caught the ball that the ball landed in somebody's hands. Our one of our receivers, and I thought, turn and get out of bounds right away, and we've got this thought. thing. We've got this thing. But then your next thought he is, wheels oh, and, oh my god, he, he's he takes off, and there's <laughs> nobody, to, nobody to come up and on support. Uh, the safety yeah. whiffed, whiffed big I've been time. Waiting for a, a white jersey to come out of nowhere yeah. and knock him out of bounds as clock ended. Yes. I couldn't believe that. You know what? If they, I mean, regardless of what happens, Scott and Iowa, superstar, that play, you know how we read there's, there's, there's five or ten plays, playoff plays, right? Joe Montana back of the end zone to, to Dwight, Dwight Clark. Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the yeah. miracle catch by Franco, Franco Harris, Harris 40 years ago. The Lynn Swan tipped reception against Dallas, right? That play will historically sit among all the other great plays that are on NFL Films videos. That we all grew up watching with no time on the clock, yep. 60 yards. Now, if they pay it off with a touchdown run, too, it, it elevates the play even more. Like Manny brought up the yep. Dave Roberts stolen base yep. in the in the ALCS for the Boston Red Sox. If you end up... Well, with, oh, go ahead, please. Bradshaw, and I, I was catching just bits and pieces. The Bradshaw on the postgame show, I caught the tail end. He mentioned the Immaculate Reception, so I'm assuming... He is somehow comparing it, tying it together. I'm sure he was. I mean, that's that's exactly what they were up against as well. That, by the way, put them over the top to go on to the Super Bowl and win their first Super oh, Bowl. And this, and you know what? That. And the don't Dwight Clark, that. but yeah, but yeah, but listen though. But Dwight Clark, he caught the ball in the back of the end zone against the Dallas Cowboys. It put them on track to win their first Super Bowl. Oh, it did. Way, so what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you'll look back on this as the one that either. Put the great, the really good team in, on track and back on track to go to the Super Bowl, and, the, and by extension, launched dynasties. Right, right. So yeah. like seven, yeah. eight years. Uh, uh, this is going to launch like seven or eight years of consecutive Super Bowl appearances and wins. Duck rule. So my my one last question, and I'm I'm not I'm just trying to put look at this with with clear eyes. Was this more a the second half? Was it more? New Orleans making adjustments that we didn't counter with, or what? what explain the the what did you see, Star, as far as why they they closed the gap so quick? Well, you've got they started off with Case Keenum somehow not deciding to throw the ball away and kicking a field goal on the last, I'll say, effective drive that we had going on in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they. They put together something that worked extremely. I, th- I think it was a, at least a field goal. I think it was a field goal. Does re- that's where it started to unravel? I thought. Then, then certainly, an off balance throw. I mean, just chucking it up in the air by Case Keenum on maybe I'm 
I think we would all agree it was his worst throw and interception of the year in the biggest yeah. moment. And we were hoping that he wouldn't do something like that. Well, he did. That, that of course, in the hands of Drew Brees and that, that offense breathed new life back into the New Orleans Saints. And that's the biggest problem you could possibly cause is to give the opponent momentum at your house. That's yeah. what happened. That's what happened. Then go ahead and add a blocked punt. And if you want to talk about taking the wind out of your sail, if you're a football team that has the, the home field advantage and this big lead and everything else, and now all, all these things start to come unraveled, and now you have a blocked punt, I'm really surprised we, we were able to stay in this game. I really am, because that's when a lot of teams would buckle, and they didn't do it. They gave Drew Brees the ball on two short fields because of that, and he capitalized on both. Yeah, Scott and Iowa, thank you for uh, the phone call. Let's go to Nick and Bell Plain, who's been on hold the longest. What's up, Nick? Gentlemen, how are you? I mean, better. Much better. We're doing okay. Much better. I'm doing great now. <laughs> the, 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 first, the first thing I have to say is it's finally nice to be have the Vikings be on the proper side of a play like that that's going to be replayed on sports shows for the rest of the you know, we, we see the Vikings on the wrong side of those so often. It's finally nice to be on a, you know, one of the, the most famous plays that's going to be in playoff history now. And the only other thing, I guess, is over the past, my main goal with this football team has been to to not let myself get so emotionally wrapped up in them like I have, you know, since '98 and '09, and kind of let the the bad get me get me so much. But I found myself again today when they were squandering that lead, and then New Orleans kicked the field goal with like 50 seconds left. I got sick to my stomach and was like, "Here we go again." It's like watching the Titanic and thinking the boat eventually isn't going to ship or sink when you know it's always going to. And then that play happened, and I find myself jumping up and down, like hitting my head on the ceiling, screaming, they won, they won, and then baby Drew starts crying in the living room, and I get in trouble because I woke the baby up, and he's all upset. <laughs> and it's, just, it, it, it's, it's just funny how you try so hard to not get so emotionally wrapped up into it and just kind of take it for what it is and watch the game, but it always ends up getting the best of you. But, man, how, how fun was that to watch the end of that game? It was just awesome. Dude, that's the I – think, I think most people are chiming in. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate you listening on a regular basis. Uh, I, put the, I just put a question on Twitter. Is that the best – high you've experienced as a Vikings fan. And everyone is saying yes. Uh, there's only a few comparable Minnesota sports highs ever. Game 6, 91 World Series. You know, the end of Game 7, 91 World Series. I mean, yeah. 87 yeah. first championship. But it's uh, Unbelievable. it's up there. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, it takes... I mean, for some of the older people who have been with this team for, for most of his, its existence, I think it w- they would all agree that this is the biggest singular play that allows a really good team, a really good team to advance. That saved it. That saved it right there. Yeah. I mean, and th- th- it's not, we got two more games here. But that was huge, that we, uh, we were allowed to advance. We survived it and advanced. And in, in the biggest and the most heroic way, the kicker tried to save it and was, he got us ahead. Then the, the quarterback, the man, we're never going to have a chance in the playoffs with Case Keenum. He almost proved himself on that one to not be the guy to have. Yeah. We, and he proved himself to be so tough and so uh, he has guts. And talk about the horseshoe that Mike, Mike Zimmer's talked about, him having a horseshoe up his rear end. Hey. Uh, there's, I'll take that, too. The tough rule game, sometimes you need yeah. it to, to spawn something it. good. I'll take it. Uh, Red Cow and Red Rabbit have kept us commercial-free for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. We jumped on the air as the final play was taking place, and so we're just digesting all of this just as you are. If you're leaving the stadium, if you're just checking in with us, we have one open phone line, 651-646-8255. 
877-615-1500. Will in St. Paul, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, the only thing I can compare this to is Brett Favre to Greg Lewis, week two, no, week three, I believe, 2009 against yeah. the 49ers. I was 10 years old at the time. I remember, you know, that was the greatest thing ever for me. And I was running around the house screaming. My mom came in and yelled at me because she was on the phone. It was awesome. Except then, you know, I was 10. That was before I went through the 09 championship game, the Favre interception, Blair Walsh missed kick. You know, I was you know, an innocent, young, happy Vikings fan then. You know, I didn't really understand what it meant to be a Vikings fan yet. This one, though, is more special because, you know, I went through, you know, the NFC Championship game against the Saints. I went through the dome collapsing, you know, like the Vikings being homeless. I went through Blair Walsh. I went through starting 0-5 and 5 and 0 and then losing last year. You know, this is what makes it special, you know. You, you know, you, I put in the work and now, you know, it's happy. You know, we can celebrate now. Yeah. Hey, Will, let me ask you this. If they yeah. don't win a Super Bowl, how will your view of this season and this particular game and, and this play we saw today, how will it change? Um, Do they have to win a Super Bowl for, for it to validate what you felt today? No. I think today's play, you know, validates my feeling now. But I think if you know, we, we want the Diggs play to get into the category of Immaculate Reception, Montana to Clark, um, you know, David Tyree against yeah. the undefeated Patriots on top one. of the helmet. If, you know, if, if we want Keenum to Diggs, did that play to get into NFL films into that category, I think we have to win the Super Bowl. But as far as us being excited and happy about this, I think no matter what happens, and don't get me wrong, I want to win the Super Bowl so bad, and I'm going to be heartbroken if we don't. But I think this moment, you know, we haven't had anything like this in Vikings history, in Minnesota sports history in so long, you know. And for us to be able to celebrate this, you know, when everything looked like it was going to come crumbling down like it has so many times, and have this happen, I think – this this moment still lives on, in, at least in Minnesota, even if we don't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's good perspective, Will and St. Paul. I mean, it's great stuff. This has the making of something so special. I don't know if anyone's ever been able to put this in perspective because they essentially stay alive, and with the chance of with just one more win, coming back home for a Super Bowl, and making this the biggest celebration in all Viking history, maybe wrapped up into one is that we can come back here to this amazing new place that just housed the, the, the most amazing win, perhaps, in this franchise's history already in just such a like two-year period of time. But we can come back with one more win and put it all back on display again in a Super Bowl at our house that no one else has ever done before. No one's ever taken the lid off of a town like we're going to if we can come back here with a win from Philadelphia. Against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Brian in North Carolina, you're on with Star and Phil Mackey. Hey, I'm just curious if others have had this reaction. It's the strangest thing. I, It doesn't even feel like a win yet. And this is all on me. I had completely internalized and reached a comfort level with another disastrous loss. I'm 52 <laughs> years old. so I've, I've You're in denial. You're in denial, Brian. <laughs> well, it's like, Mike, it feels like I've been hit over the head with a folding chair. It's <laughs> cooled. Cooled I'm, out. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm staggering around the house like a zombie. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I didn't take any of those Super Bowl losses. I was a little young, and I wasn't following the team at that point. But like I said, I had to reach a conclusion. I thought, damn it, Brian, it's just a football game, and they <laughs> yeah. lost. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. That's, that's happened happen. too many times, though. 
You know, the, the thing is, on at 3 a.m. on uh, NFL Network tonight, I may have to watch the whole damn thing all over again. <laughs> of course you will. You, I would be disappointed if you didn't. Uh, well, maybe I'll record it and watch it tomorrow morning. Why not? Just DVR it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it, you know what? This is, a, this is a great moment in Viking history. You, I mean, it was a like the typical Viking reaction that you feel is going to happen when you see Diggs heading for the end zone is he'll step out of bounds or do something, or, or you turn around and you see a flag. It's a holding call, right? You just expect to turn and see something wrong if you're a Viking fan for all these years. That's just the way it's supposed to end, right? It was a holding call. It all comes back. And I love how you had to go through not just like the pins and needles feeling <laughs> to get that high. Yeah. Just like you said, no, you had to go through the entire the entire thing where you know that they've lost and they've broken your heart. And yeah, maybe a lot yeah. of our callers said they turned off the TV. By yeah. the way, Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com, she's the Vikings beat writer, she just tweeted, Zimmer's press conference has been interrupted three times by Zimmer chants from fans around the press conference <laughs> yeah. area, yeah. like on the outside of the walls. <laughs> right, right. It it's gets been so, loud, so loud, and the fans are still hanging out. Let's go to um, let's go to Alonzo in Burnsville. Alonzo, fire away. Alonzo, we'll put Alonzo on hold. And uh, let's go to Massachusetts. We are, we're, we're nationwide. We're worldwide. Paul in Massachusetts, how did the Vikings make you feel today? I, I, it's, I, I got to ask you guys if, if it really happened. I, I just can't believe it, that that really happened. And well, I, you I know what? Hold on. That. Let's just – because I, I think you're right, and we've been on the air for like almost an hour. Uh, just to prove that it happened, let's play this one more time. steps into it. Passes. It happened. Oh my God! It did happen. And I, I just bear with me for a minute here. After Walsh missed the field goal a few years ago, I locked myself in my bathroom. I was just absolutely out of my mind, and I couldn't call you guys until the next morning. And it took me that long to extricate myself from the bathroom. And the feeling, the feeling that I had, the feeling that I had then was just you know like everybody else. But this feeling is just, I think it surpasses it. After the, after Walsh missed, I had to watch Kirby Puckett, you know, in, in Game Six of the of the World Series just to get my, my feeling back again. But this is just, it, it, it takes away an awful lot of things, and, and, and it, it just, I, I still can't believe that it happened, and, and it's just going to, and I live in Massachusetts, and I, and I told all my friends and family in Minnesota that if they get to the Super Bowl, I'm going to fly out because I can't, I couldn't possibly watch it out here and be with Massachusetts friends and family out here and watch it, and, and I, I just have to be with my people back there, and, and uh, um, thanks for, you know, Thanks for what you guys do, and, and, and Skull Vikings. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Paul, unbelievable. thank you for uh, your passion, your phone call, and it's our pleasure to host this show every week. And, you know, sometimes there's a dud, there's a Bengals game that's boring, but doing this every week and having a result like that today makes it so much fun to sit here and take all your phone calls and, and listen to all your reaction. It's, un- it's unbelievable to think that, you know, since 2000 when I got out of the playoffs, that, you know, <clears throat> I've endured... <laughs> doing radio with the 41 donut game and having to wait until 2009 to get another NFC championship game. That didn't turn out so good. I mean, 12 men on the field and could have been a field goal could have been, but thrown across the body, of course, at $25 million a year, it's intercepted by the saints and brought back. And now I see that same smile on Sean Payton's face that he had then. (laughs) 
today on the sidelines. And I just want you to know, after all this this time, you know, finally some payback on that smirky little rodent face that he's got. I hate Sean Payton with a passion. And I hate his face and that puckering, I want to kiss my microphone look that he has the entire game. I'm trying to kiss my headset the entire game. I want you just to just have pain over this. I, want, I hope he's listening. Steps into it. Passes. Caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Vikings yeah. win. Right. They do. And Peyton, if you're listening down there at the at the big house, the big ice palace, why don't you take that smirk off your face? Just take that funny little mouth and just wipe it clean and just try to smile straight up and down, not pucker. You look like Bruce Willis after he's eaten a lemon. <laughs> steps into it, passes, Finally, finally, we have some payback on the mousy rodent, Sean Payton. Let's go to Troy in Burnsville. You're on with Superstar and Phil Mackey. It's unbelievable, guys, isn't it? It really is. But, oh, yes. I, I mean, we had a miracle today. But anyway, this is, uh, this is my feeling on this whole thing. I, to be honest with you, I was actually nervous before, even before the game started. Uh, and when we were down, what was it, uh, 20, 23? 21, yeah, 23, 21, I think. Yeah, uh, when, when we were down 23, 21, uh, I, was, I, I was thinking, actually, I think it was uh, 24 to 23, excuse me, that's what it was. Um, I was thinking, this is going to be an our loss. And then the uh, miracle happened, uh, Diggs gets into the uh, end zone, and you know what, and, uh, you know what I'm thinking now, guys? I'm thinking that we will defeat uh, Goliath and win Super Bowl number 52 and uh, win our first Super Bowl uh, here in uh, Minnesota. And I, I, just, I just think that, uh, to quote uh, the chorus of a, a Starship song, nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> nothing's going to stop us now, folks. Troy, it, if they get by the Eagles, it has to be the Patriots, right? It has to be. Oh, yeah. Has to be. You know, we defeat Tom Brady, and uh, you know what? I actually have a half-sister out in Boston, and I think it would be nice if we beat both Patriots. Troy and Burnsville. I don't know how much he's had, but I would say it's a lot. You know what, though? After today? He can drink. I say... Guzzle away, baby. Some people are off work tomorrow. I don't care. Yeah, have a drink on me. Man. And then you might want to wait a little while before you call, but that was good, though. Both Patriots don't really know what that meant. I think he meant Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, right? Oh, okay. Well, then he should have said But there's also like 52 other guys, and I don't know. (laughs) I know what he meant. I know what he meant. I know what he meant. You know, it would make it that much better, wouldn't it? To come back. This team is one of the storied franchises that has not yet won their first Super Bowl. They're, 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 the list isn't real long of the teams that haven't won a Super Bowl, but I'd say we are the most storied with a heritage that is a proud heritage. So they have the sixth most, the sixth best winning percentage regular season of any team in NFL history. There you go, right the there. The teams above them, 
it's all dynasties. It's yeah. Patriots, Niners. Super Bowl wins. And the Bears are on that list, too. But the Bears won nine championships before the Super Bowl. Right. And so they won, like, 30s, 40s, you name it. Um, we got to get an idea in here real quick because uh, we're up to the top of the hour. But um, So if you're listening to AM 1500, ESPN Twin Cities, KSTP, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, that's good enough. We're all sitting here in shock. Um, and we're going to say goodbye to our Facebook audience. Thank you guys for hanging with us for the last hour. Uh, Facebook.com slash 1500 ESPN. And we have two open phone lines right now. If you're leaving the stadium, if uh, and we post a question on social media here, too. Quite simply, did you cry? Vikings fans, did you cry? And the three answers, the early poll results, yes. <laughs> number two option is, I'm still crying. And number three is, nah, go win a Super Bowl. I'm not impressed. Go win a Super Bowl. 40% of you cried. 17% are still crying. And 43%, nah, pay it off with a Super Bowl. <laughs> Bunch of Buzz Killingtons. Very funny. And we actually have a phone call that came through today. With one of the fans actually crying. On the air, yes. On the air. So in case you don't believe anyone cried, <laughs> we can almost play that back, I'm sure, and prove to everyone that at least one guy did cry because he was still crying. Yes. Uh, Carol in St. Paul, you're on Vikings Vent Line or Vikings Celebration Line, whatever Hi. the hell you want to call it today. That's all right. Okay, I got married in 1977 in October. My husband was traumatized from four Super Bowl losses. My youngest child had 41 donuts. Headline from St. Paul Pioneer Press, on his door till he went into the service in 2006. Tonight he calls me from Norfolk. He's a lieutenant in the Navy going, Mom, I can't believe they did what they did. Was he crying? No. He was not? Okay. He's in the Navy. Well, of course. Why would I ask that? That's a dumb question. (laughs) But no. It's it's like, no. I went to the bathroom when they were down by one. I came back out. They were winning. It's like, No. I called the missed field goal in 2015, sitting on the couch with my kid in the stadium, freezing his butt off at TCF. I cannot believe it. It's unreal. It really is. I mean, to to think that they saved every precious second they could after the Saints field goal and came up with, I think, like 26 seconds. They netted like 26 seconds. And a lot of people, they, they don't realize how many plays that is in football. Quite a few, actually. If you know what you're doing with the clock and with your one timeout yep, that yep, I think yep, we yep. still have, but and and we took 26 seconds and found a way to win this game, and that's that's but brilliant. My husband will not believe until they have the Lombardi Trophy. Just well, saying. I mean, you know, <laughs> until you hold, hold the trophy up over the top of uh, you know the locker room, uh, which I never did. 13 years, I don't yep. even know how to describe what that would be like. But I will say this: uh, this team has as good a chance. Uh, as any team has ever had in Viking history, but I think. I really do. The lieutenant, the lieutenant may forgive 14, 41 donut, but he was only like 12 at the time, so it might take a while. <laughs> well, whatever, And whatever time it takes, it's going to be worth it. Okay. Love you guys. Thanks. Thank you, Carol. We appreciate it. Let's go to Mark in St. Louis. Mark, you're on Ventline. Hi, guys. Um, God, I don't know where to start with this. Um, first, Sean Payton, he took his, after they got the field goal, he took his headset off and was walking up and down his sideline, like high-fiving people, congratulating people. Balls of every size and shape get extra. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan just firing lighters. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry about that, Mark. Go ahead. That's okay. First, there was that. And then uh, I'm laying on the couch. 
I'm being a Vikings fan. It's like, here we go. Everybody's played their heart out. It's been a good game. The two things I worried about was the interception with the bad throw and Forbath, you know, not making uh, a kick. And I'm laying there and I'm just, oh, my God, you know, I'm a Vikings fan. And then this happens. And the paradigm for being a Vikings fan has totally changed. From that moment on, when that pass was thrown, Diggs caught it, it just changed. It just it just became such a positive, great thing. And I don't think it was luck. I don't think it was a miracle. you got to see Diggs' interview with Chris Myers and uh, – Keenan's interview, they said they never gave up. And Diggs said, I don't quit playing till it's zero, zero, zero on the clock. And that's what these guys did. They kept at it. They kept playing. And it's, I mean, it's one of the best endings to a football game ever. And I'm just so thrilled. And I want to win a Super Bowl, but if we lose, this game will make up for it. Mark, you know what's funny? I just saw this come across Twitter and Superstar. Uh, Chip Scoggins from the Star Tribune is in the locker room you know, talking to players, and he tweets out this, this quote from Case Keenum. Keenum told the huddle before the last play, I'm going to give somebody a chance. I'd say he did. <laughs> How about that? <clears throat> he I'm told the huddle, I'm going to give someone a chance. Right. Um, no, I know. Oh, and that was the other thing, Superstar. They told... Uh, their uh, defensive backs, they told him not to follow anybody. Just let him have the ball and push him out of bounds. And that's why, uh, what's his name, dove underneath him. He was a rookie. And during that timeout, they said, just let him catch the ball and keep him from going out of bounds. Because they were worried of, you know, getting a flag. And it backfired on him. Uh, and, you know, that's what makes football such a great game. It just, you know, how about all the Packer fans? How about Wisconsin? They are sitting there at home right now. You'd almost want to call the Packer hotline to hear the guys calling and complaining about this Vikings win. I'll bet they were ready to pounce. I bet Packer fans were lining up to call this show, to call other radio stations. And they had to put their phones down. Oh, my God. They had to put and their phones down. we've got our Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's a push for two minutes. You know what? For today, he can have that. For today, he can have that. Yes. I mean, you know, the Vikings, we don't have those kind of endings to games. We They just don't happen. I mean, and for this to happen, and what I think is great being from St. Louis is – Jack Buck's signature call, the the 91-6 game, see you tomorrow night, okay, when Puckett hits it. And then you got Joe Buck tonight who just, I mean, if that wasn't a fan's call at the end of the game, I mean, that's just somebody calling what he's seeing who loves the game. And I don't think, I think he should never be, you know, giving a hard time again, 
by Vikings fan because that was a tremendous call. It'll be played for years and years to come on highlight reels. And uh, let's go Vikings, Skull, and uh, now let's go on and uh, cool the Eagles with a folding chair across their <laughs> Exactly. Good night, guys. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Good night. If you missed it. Steps into it. Passes. Great call. What else, what else do you want? That was tailor made. I mean, I, the, lay down and just give up on the Randy Moss pretending to moon the Green Bay fans. Uh, he called that one the way it was. He was just a little more perturbed. I mean, a little overreacting on that one, but you, we'll give we'll forgive him, right? Hey, people learn. Yeah, I mean, if you ever watch Undeniable with Joe Buck on HBO, those are great features. He does a nice job. He just did a really nice job. Calling the play, the play of all plays in Minnesota Viking history. That was the biggest. If, yes, because there is no Super Bowl play that you know, until they win one, right? Right. Uh, Alonzo in Burnsville is back. What's up, Alonzo? Hey, how you guys doing? We're, uh, our hearts are still racing, I think, like most people who watched the end of that game an hour ago. It was amazing. I know. I feel the same way, guys. Well, I just want to kind of give, give you guys my thoughts. You know, as a kid growing up, I've kind of have grown accustomed to somehow always messing up, somehow always something going wrong. So even though when the Vikings were up 17 to zero, I always had a feeling like they should be up by more. You know, we can't be just like missing them points. Even when uh, there was a chance to score a touchdown, like on the two yard line, I'm like, why didn't they just throw the ball at Rudolph? They should have just run the ball again. So then when they missed the kick, you know, I was still feeling a little bit down. And then everything turned on the second half. I was already thinking the worst. We're, this, I'm so used to this. This is going to happen again. But somehow my wife, you know, out of nowhere, she knows nothing about football. She came out and said, you know what, you got to keep the faith. I got a feeling we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, you know nothing about football. Like, there's not enough time to go back and kick the field goal. We have, like, one timeout. And and she was there kind of just pumping me up, pumping me up. And it happened, man. It happened. I'm so happy. And I just want to say, you know, we got to keep the faith. You know, we got it's our time to shine. Everybody, Everybody has the time to shine. And I think this is ours, guys. Enjoy the win. Boom. Thank you, Alonzo. Let's keep rolling here, Superstar. Let's go to Mike in Coon Rapids. You're on Ventline. Hey, guys. Thanks for the call here tonight. You bet. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was just kind of hearing. I think I, I think it was a caller before. Uh, he was talking about Green Bay fans and everything. I think you guys are bringing it up. Uh, I was at the bar about a block away from my house, and, you know, bartender, she was like a woman, and she was, you know, younger, and she's jealous here, and, ah, Saints won. So I walked home, I'm like, yeah, we don't have no chance. Same stuff. I came home, and I, I, I'm like, I'm just going to turn it on. And I'm like, Diggs just scored. He didn't score all game. What the heck just happened? (laughs) And I'm like, what's about damn time, you know? It's It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, so now, but on the the other side of it, though, something happened with our defense in the second half. We stopped stopped blitzing. We stopped uh, being aggressive on defense after Sandale went out. I I don't know what's up with that. Is that going to kind of haunt us against Eagles? I don't know. I'm just, you know, as a fan, I was kind of disappointed in the second half. So I know we won, but it was a weird second half. So what's your guys' opinions on that? 
What, I mean, I don't think there's, uh, to, to be honest with you, I don't think there's anything the Eagles can bring that the Saints didn't bring today, except obviously a different stadium, which might matter. But there's nothing this, the Eagles are going to bring. Nick Foles, now you can lose the game. I'm not saying you're going to win the game 10 times out of 10. You're going on the road. Uh, that's a tough defense. But you took some haymakers in this game today. And you, you came back and you won it. You did. I, and, the, and the defense, quite frankly, was was challenged. I mean, they, with every, for everything they've got as a great defense, to defend the, the field and, and still those, those Saints got back in the game. You know, and it, it all boils down to having momentum and flying around like they were in the first half, but then giving momentum away, giving it away. You can't shoot yourself in the foot. You can live with the ones that Drew Brees had, interceptions that is. He had one tip by Everson Griffin. He had another one where a guy just, I mean, Zendaya just went up and made an incredible interception on his first intercepted ball. But a quarterback <clears throat> has to learn to live with that. That's just the way it goes. I mean, even to a, to a guy like Drew Brees, those were unbelievable. And one was kind of freakish because it was tipped. It was, it was slapped up in the air. So the one that Case Keenum threw is, quite frankly, unforgivable. You just can't play that way and win the biggest game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's, that's how we lost in 2009 to the Saints, with an interception like that. Mm-hmm. Throwing back across the middle of the field and to the wrong guy and fall forward and just kick a field goal and, and give Longwell a chance. Yeah. But this one is different. Now, you have to learn from this. If you want the game to come back here, that one more game, and that will be the game that, you know what, there won't be any more scheduled after that. You just play one more after Philadelphia. And... You know, you got a chance to bring it back to this big, beautiful place uh, and and have it your way. And not only that, but maybe have it the redemption you've always wanted for all these things that have happened to us before in the past. It might all be made up by doing it right here in front of our home crowd against the doggone Patriots and everything else that's been said about the Patriots and just waxing them. It may take the kind of second half that we just had, that we had to survive, to get us over the top. I think that that second half could make a team that much tougher mentally to get through this next game on the road and to come to the uh, back home. And, and you know, that's looking way ahead. But still, what a way to redeem yourself after all these years of nothing but punishment. If it was a college team like an LSU or somebody, I'd say guaranteed letdown the next week. I don't think a Mike Zimmer coach team is going to have a letdown. I told you before the game started, or like early in the game, if they lose in the playoffs, even to Hall of Fame quarterbacks, it, it ain't going to be because they came in and they fell asleep. Yeah, It'll be a fight even if they lose. Like today would have been a fight if they don't cash in at the end of that game. Uh, I know somebody who probably had a great time today. Randy in Cottage Grove. You're on Vikings Vent Line. What's up, Randy? Randy. I, I had an awesome time. Do you guys have an awesome good Oh, time. please. Maybe not as awesome as as you had, it sounds like. Well, like today. I said. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I was going to take a whole 10 days off for drinking and focus on this game, and I did. And uh, today we went back on the horse, as they say, and uh, we had a good time. I found a place that does free jello shooters every time we score. Wow. They're, they're purple. And I had a few. We're, they were doing them for turnovers, too. And at the end of the game, we we I guess we scored – but I have to admit that I I actually didn't catch the play. Wow! Wait, the biggest wow. potentially the biggest play in Vikings history. Wow! And you didn't see the play? Did you? You gave up on the game, or what happened? Well, not exactly. I as I said, <laughs> a lot of the free 
free things were being served, and I forgot to eat, and I had to go just take a little breather, as they say, in the restaurant. <laughs> and and when I heard everybody hooting and hollering, I knew something was up, and I come back in, and my buddy Doug says, Randy, Randy, we're going to the Super Bowl. And he gave me a hug, and I gave him a hug, and that's what happened, and I'm so happy, and I'm so excited, and I'm so just ready to go ahead and focus. Now, we got two weeks to focus on this thing, and we're going to do it, and it's going to be great, and I'm so happy that I ain't even going to talk trash to the Saints. I hope they have a safe trip home, and I hope when you get to New Orleans, I hope your whole city is filled with all kinds of goodies because you're going to have a boring off season now because you're done, okay? <laughs> I am so happy. I'm so excited, and thank you to this bar for the free purple shooters. We know we'll be we'll be back. Okay. I, I would like. I want to. I want to run one or two questions uh, past you, P. Mac. I think Manny, he hung up. Take did place. he hang up? He hung up. Right. <laughs> He's done. Or did he just pass out? I, he, he, might, the phone he might be on the floor right crashing now. Crashing against the ground. If anyone's near him and listening to this show. He needs to be revived. Someone call an ambulance and get Randy all set up with some CPR. Um, but listen, either of you, taking from what you just took from Randy from Cottage Grove, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he thinks it's two weeks and then the Super Bowl? Or do you think that he knows there's a game next week still? Because I'm not so certain he certain he does. He said we're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think he, he knows. Said we what, have two more weeks to go before we do this thing. I don't think he knows how to spell whatever his last name is at this stage <laughs> of the day. I want to take he, a breather. Maybe he thinks the Vikings just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he might have. He maybe is thinking that in two weeks we're just going to throw the parade. Two weeks later, one thing we didn't time cl- for the parade, but to, we won today. One thing we didn't ask Randy. Was it one shot for every score, or is it one shot for every point scored? Well, then, it, then, then you feel like, the turnovers in there, was too. Was it like 29 of them, or was it just one for every touchdown? He made it sound like for every score, they had to drink three Jello shots. <laughs> so they, does, gonna... he, does he think a shot glass is a pint glass? <laughs> oh, boy. Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like. He was a, he was a wreck. Sure. He had to go to the bathroom, probably to God only knows what. But just to think, the condition he was in, he was in a bad way. And his buddies got got in there and told him what was happening. He ran out and noticed that we'd won the game. And at that point, he had to drink three shots again. I mean, that could have been the end of him. And we may have heard the very end of him. I think he just passed out on us. I'm trying to envision, like, you know what? I'm not even going to envision what happened in that stall. Harry in Connecticut, (laughs) you're on Vikings Vent Line. What's up, guys? Um, It's an incredible win. Uh, You know, I feel like. Part of the emotions of this game is being a Vikings fan in general. And look, I'm I'm not in Minnesota. I'm a I'm a, a, a born and bred person in Connecticut, uh, but I've been a Vikings fan for for the bulk of my life. Um, but I will say that in the past times when this team has been in this spot, it's always been this like, okay, we go up, we score a couple touchdowns, we might have a lead, and you're waiting for the bottom to fall out. Funny enough, today, even though it was 17 and 0, and you know we have that that. Uh, that like big momentum going. I had a feeling the tide was going to shift a little bit, but I didn't expect the fourth quarter to come back. But what's different is compared to past years with myself anyway, I, for some reason, I didn't lose all hope. Like I was still like thinking, I said, you know what? I said, there's still some time on the clock. You got 20 something seconds. I said, it's only a two points. I mean, like they can definitely get it. Just kick a field goal and you got this thing. Ice it. 
And after everything that happened on that final drive, and I'm here thinking, okay, it's third and ten. You know, this is it. Let me start to, like, you know, uh, to prepare for the bevy of text messages from all my friends to talk trash and to, you know, talk about me being a Vikings fan, this and that. And then that play happens, and I have my newborn daughter with me as she's sitting in her stroller. <laughs> and I jump up and I shout so loud. And I look down and she's just smiling at me and laughing. She has no idea what's going on. But it's like at the same time, I was sitting there like, this is incredible. And the fact that I didn't just shut off the TV, I didn't give up because something about this team said to me, just sit down and watch. See what happens. Let it play out. And and here we are. We're still alive. Like, hey, Harry, incredible. Harry, two things. Number one, Adam Schefter just tweeted. If it seemed unprecedented, it's because it was. Case Keenum to Stefan Diggs to end the game was the first ever walk-off touchdown in the fourth quarter of a postseason game ever, per the Elias Sports Bureau. Let's listen to it one more time. Yes. Oh, actually, you know what? It just came. Do you have it over there, Jonathan? The Stefan Diggs touchdown. Steps into it. Passes. Unbelievable. That's exactly what it is. Unbelievable. And and the last thing I'll say, his post-game interview speech was one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. I don't know if you guys had that queued up. A little bit of foul language in there. (laughs) No, we haven't got – we've been in the studio the whole time, so we have not heard that yet. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. So, so guys, you got to go look for it. The first words out of his mouth is, I still can't believe what happened. But then the rest of it is, like, really, like, sweet and, like, really, like, amazing that he, he sort of trails off a bit there. But then it was to blur it out because uh, uh, it, so we got it, it was it was a pretty good uh, it, it was a pretty good slip up by Fox to uh, to allow that one to go through. I mean, I think they also were not expecting it to happen. But anyway, guys, it's been a great season. And look, whatever happens next week in Philly, win or lose, I think this here this this foundation they're building with this defense and this culture and with the coaching and mind you the adversity. You know, third-string quarterback, Dalvin Cook out for the year. You know what I mean? All these things, and we're still fighting, and we're still alive. And that's something to think about and reflect on. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Harry in Connecticut. Always a good call. Every week, man. No question. He's good. He gets it. He understands. He understands real perspective on on how things could have been had they not made the big play, how things are now, and how you have to look at it going forward is that you just have to keep swinging and advancing in the playoffs, it's a it's a slugout. Ask the Steelers, ask the Chiefs. I mean, these are these are physical games, and they are not over with until they're over. Yogi Berra, but my God, what what the Titans did to the Chiefs is unprecedented. I mean, the Saints got back into this game because they're a pretty damn good football team with a good football coach. I hate, but. They they fought their way back into it. That's playoffs. That's the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and you can sit and, and it's it's easy to microanalyze every game yeah. like you do. The, and we're going to do that all week, and it's going to be super fun and, and preview the Eagles. But sometimes when you're looking for the flaws, like, well, they got to clean this up or that up, you got to remember, once you get there's, – there's five teams remaining when the Vikings and Saints took the field today. That's right. Good and, way of putting it. And two of the top five quarterbacks of all time and two of the best defenses, the two best defenses in the NFL – uh, in Jaguars, you know, Vikings. So we're we're talking about you're not gonna play perfect games. You're not gonna you're not gonna hold the Saints to nothing, Drew Brees to nothing. And uh you just still have to find a way despite the flaws that are inevitably inevitably gonna be there. Yeah. 
to finish it off and make another play. And we have no reference points historically as Vikings fans in this town Nothing to go of on. them prevailing in the end of a back-and-forth heavyweight matchup like that. And I mean, it was the end of Rocky Two. It was what it was. It really was. And the Vikings crawled off the mat, you know, at the nine count, and Apollo Creed tumbled to the ground. And it's, there was a changing of the guard. It's unbelievable how things work in this in this in this game, and what can happen when a team finally gets over the top. Finally, gets over the top. It takes somewhat of a miracle or a big, big, big play made by somebody. Someone's got to step up and make a big play. Uh, we've talked about it. Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. They kind of put the 49ers on the map for good, though. But when you start believing and you have that sort of special feeling that you can do it at any time, and there's been something about Case Keenum, I'm not kidding you, the entire season, I have thought this kid's got a little more mojo than a lot that we've had around here. He's got, we never, I mean, the quarterback having mojo counts for a lot. And reading his article, by the way, out of the Player Tribune, uh, I thought was a pretty good, a pretty good look at how this kid has made it and, and survived his whole career. And great grammar and punctuation by the publicist who wrote it as well. <laughs> well they had to have a I'm check. sure Keenum checked, they checked his, his writing. Check the they checked his <laughs> checked his spelling. You know, they had to have they had to check his spelling a little bit. It was a good article, and I think he did probably have most mostly all of that. Did he? I think he wrote that. He probably dictated someone some of had it. someone had to he told the story him, and then course. someone wrote it for him. But it's you know it's great. It's, it's got to be it's got to be straight from him. And regardless, I think he's got you know some people call it Moxie. I call it Mojo because he's from that 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 place, Texas high school football, Mojo Magic. You know sure, the, the, the Permian Panthers and all that stuff. It, it just kind of he kind of showed that today, didn't he? Yeah. I thought so. I think he's had it all year long. I I didn't think it was over until he threw that last ball. I really didn't. Austin in Minneapolis. We're still live commercial free thanks to Red Cow and Red Rabbit. It's Vikings Ventline. Austin. We'll put Austin on hold and let's try Time to call back. John in Minneapolis. What's up, John? What's up, Star and Mac? How you fellas doing tonight? <laughs> We're celebrating. We're going to oh, drink. Yeah. We're drinking a lot. You know what? That's, a, that's the right plan tonight. Man, did y'all <laughs> see that giant purple lightning bolt blow the Saints back to Louisiana? <laughs> who that, na- who that, who uh, that nation? They gone. <laughs> Funny. Well, let me put it like this, fellas. Uh, number 14, I know don't nobody remember him, but... He got a little Percy Harvin in him because he want to make that big play. He ain't scared of that stage. Case Keenum and uh, Mr. Thielen, yeah, we got the new age, Jordy Nelson and, uh, and Rodgers because they're going to get us to the Super Bowl. Eagles, I ain't worried about them because they got Nick Foles as a quarterback. <laughs> Who's scared of Nick Foles? I don't think so. Vikings, skull. Y'all have a nice evening. Oh, John in Minneapolis. Wow, bang. Like, Just a, like that. A purple lightning bolt. Let's go back to Austin <laughs> in Minneapolis. What's going on, Austin? Hey, guys. I'm sitting here cruising on 35 through a snowstorm and happiest I've I've been all season. This is amazing. I uh, lifelong Vikings fan. We've we've had season tickets my whole life. Drove six hours from northern Minnesota every Sunday to go to the games. I have, I have the seats in my garage, and uh, you know my older sister who's forty remembers being a kid falling asleep in my dad's lap at the dome. Warren wow. So this has been a long time coming. We flew down to New Orleans in two thousand nine. We chased Brad Favre down there to watch that game, and uh, I wow. tell you what. Down to the last minute here, Drew, Drew Brees, just being Drew Brees, uh, your heart sunk a little bit, but 
What felt really good about this game was it was a test that the Vikings and Case Keenum needed at this stage if they really, really have a chance here at winning it all. They need to get to prove themselves now at this level. And uh, I think they, they definitely did. So, so, so you, you said you were at the game in the 2009 NFC Championship game, right? You said yeah, you were at yep. the Superdome. We so, went down, we stayed on Bourbon Street, and we went to the game, and uh, it was unbelievable. Does the, you, does the low that you felt after that, it, does, does the high of this game equate? How would you sort of compare, uh, as a fan, the end of those games? I would say that the high eclipses the low. The low was tough, but this was post-Katrina for New Orleans. And as we were walking out of that stadium, there were people weeping. And, and they were thanking us for coming down. And they were so happy that this was a bright moment for them. And it was hard to feel bad having lost in, in a time when, when you know, they had something to celebrate there. So uh, that, I think, makes this one trumpet. Yeah, right on. Thank you for the phone call, Austin in Minneapolis. You can't make it up. We're talking about families who have driven down whatever he said, six hours or whatever it was, uh, from up north with his parents to see games. Maybe that's where he's at now. Uh, but he's driving back in a snowstorm right now. That's how they have to do it. If you're from Minnesota and you ever see your season ticket holder, you got to make the trip, right? Hopefully it's a little nicer when the Super yeah. Bowl comes to town, like so you can at yeah. least explore outside if you're from, you know, from, from outside of the Twin Cities. It's incredible to, to hear people who have been through the trials, the tribulations, the been through the fires, been through the battles, and it, it never has turned out the right way. Today, hopefully this is enough to spark this team to say, you know what, you live. You, you, you deserve another chance to, to fight on. Sometimes that's all it takes is just to have a break, one really big break. And I'll say this too. You know, strategy-wise, they were playing for that 26 seconds to be there on the clock for them. They played, they played with it until they got it down and netted 26 seconds after they went ahead. And they saved timeouts to be able to have one left. Absolutely. So when, so when you, you think, well, you know, they just played a bad game. At the, no, they, they played it to the very end. They had to play ball to the very end, and the coaches had to be in the game to the very end. And they had a way of at least getting the ball in position for that last catch by Diggs to at least be out of bounds and in position to make a kick. Yes. And that's that's football strategy. That's I mean, using your head to get back in position to still take steal the game back. Also, I mean, Drew Brees, he, the first half he was flustered, and he looked he was off his game. Vikings defense deserve credit. In the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter, he was precise. Uh, I mean, in the Vikings defense, it, they weren't melting down. It was a lot of like eight yards, 12 yards, little chunky, like little paper cut plays. Yeah. If you're watching the Warriors and the Cavs in the finals, and Steph Curry and LeBron are just hitting contested jumpers over defenders, and it's just haymakers back and forth, yeah. you wouldn't say, oh, the Cavs' defense on that. I watched that game and thought, you know, could the Vikings' defense have maybe done a few things differently? Probably. But that's a freaking top-five all-time quarterback that's desperately shoving it to you in the fourth quarter with maybe one of the top three receivers in the NFL and Michael Thomas— and you come back over the top of them with your, you know, top skill position players and Case Keenum telling the huddle, according to reporters, I'm going to give someone a chance on this throw to make a play. Go do it with 10 seconds to go. It wasn't, ah, oh, there's things that, you know, the teams did that, that opened the door for the other teams. It was, it was touchdown, 52-yard field goal, back over here for a field goal, 
And then another haymaker. It was two boxers at the end of a 12-round fight That's right. with nothing left in the tank. That's and right. It was just... You play for that last chance to, to get the ball last, last possession. Some people say, yeah, but only 26. That's all it takes. That's really all it takes in the NFL. You have two-minute drills that are unbelievable. And what offenses can do in a good quarterback and maybe one more timeout, what you can get done if you do things right and you're well, you know, you've rehearsed everything. Attention to detail, but beyond belief by by, the, by this time of year. So you get the best of the best. Coaches, players, everything. Strategy, uh, the systems. What do you run? What do you run best? That's what you're running in these kind of games. And you have a play for the end of any of these games for, for 26 seconds left. There are plays for that. And they played it down to that sideline catch. You know he was supposed to catch it and get out of bounds, but he felt no pressure no, no one touched him, so he hits the ground and turns low, and he lo- he must have looked up and thought, there isn't anybody. There's nobody. Can you imagine, like, how time must have stopped for him in that moment? <laughs> it must have. And think about all the Vikings-like things that could have happened there, yeah. right? He drops it. I think of, of all, if you made a checklist of, like, things that Vikings fans are dreading as you see that ball there, number one would be a drop. Number two would be Step out he of goes bounds. out of bounds on purpose so that they kick a field goal, and then they miss the field goal. Or he steps out of bounds on accident, and then they have to kick a field Wouldn't goal. Wouldn't you love to know? Or someone catches him from behind or something, right? And none of those things happen yeah. for the first time in Vikings history. Ever. Wouldn't you love to know how much time there was when he caught the ball? When he caught the ball, how much time was on the clock for him to make a decision? Do I step out real quick, or do I turn and run because it's wide open? I believe it was six seconds. Six out I of I believe the he had or so. six or five or six seconds left, I believe, when he caught the ball. Okay. Yes. So he said, you know... I can run out of bounds, or I can just keep advancing. And he said, you know what? This is a touchdown. What if he pulls a hamstring? Yeah, I know he's been injured or whatever. A, a turf monster. Yeah. He trips or something. <laughs> All the Vikings things oh. that could have happened. Uh, yeah. I'm glad it just didn't come down to one of those things like, it was a catch. It wasn't a catch. I'm just glad it wasn't one of those things. Yeah. 651-646-8255. It's Vikings vent line. The most improbable victory we've ever seen watching this franchise uh, Red Cow and Red Rabbit are are powering us here. Let's go to Jason in Bloomington. What's up, Jason? How's it going, guys? Uh, still can't really catch my breath from that game, but <laughs> I want to talk about uh, the fourth and ten. You know, you're looking at it. The defense has got to make one stop, and they couldn't make it happen. But the big play to me was uh, third and one from the 25. The defense could have let Kamara get that first down. They could have given up. Instead, they bowed up. They, they held up. They forced that field goal to happen with 26 seconds left to give our team a chance because without them stopping a first down and New Orleans is kicking that field goal as time expires. So I give props to the D for never really giving up on that team and giving the offense that 26 seconds. That's a good point. I mean, like, it, you don't have to completely melt down as you're getting, you know, the ball marched on you. Yeah. If you stop, what well, you're saying, if, if they don't stop them on this third and one play, the Saints can run the clock all the way down and then kick a field goal. Right. But if you stop them on third and one, they have to kick it with 25, whatever, 30 seconds left. Right. And then you get the ball back. Right. And if you get the ball back and you have a timeout, you never know what can happen. So that stop was crucial on third down. Big time. Huge that we would have the kind of time that we had at the end of that game. And uh, to be able to have some strategy, some things we could do. We had s- some things that were that were still in the in the money at 26 seconds. And we cashed in. We cashed in on it. And it's amazing to see the coaches way of thinking, looking at things, getting the most time they could get out of it, knowing the Saints were probably going to score one way or another. 
and uh, they held him. They held him, and it was the it was a great call. It was a, the best way to, to you know, re- reserve that much time, and we we and we made it pay off. Yeah, let's go to a Derek in Sioux Falls. Derek, you're on Vetline. Derek, can yeah, you, you, star. you what's up, Derek? My question is, uh, you know, you said that interception by uh, Case was it was was terrible, and it was because I, you know, I was, I was counting the seconds before that ball came down myself. Jeez! Oh, but contrast yeah. that with two other throws. I mean, he threw back across into the middle of the field like Brett Favre did back in '09, and and had a completion. And he also threw another one up to uh, Thielen for a for a first down. That was the one where he had two uh, interference calls on one play, mm-hmm. and he still caught the ball. Uh, contrast those throws. I mean. Is he just that that crazy of a, a quarterback, or or was that those throws much better than the other one, or or what do you think? I you know I really do think that he has that that kind of accuracy and that kind of you know vision to know that he can get a ball in where and or or who he's throwing to, and he he knows that somebody can go up and get that ball, and it's better than a fifty fifty ball. But the one that he threw the interception on, I mean, it's just it's unforgivable. He will even say that. He'll look at that film and say, I have yeah. no idea he, why he, he did, did that. by the way. He called it a boneheaded play it, in the postgame yeah. press conference, I mean, which it was. It almost cost them the game. It was really, it really bad. And it, and and it we couldn't have come at a worse time. The ball came down. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a hang time on a punt. It was like, okay, yeah. who's going to get this? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It was a bad play. It was the worst, worst play he's made all year. And wouldn't you know, it came in the playoff game. Yeah. But he is. I've been saying all year. I mean, he's he's diet Brett Favre. Yeah. Where you get all of the risk, but not quite all the upside. You don't you don't quite get the Hall of Fame upside until he pl- does this for another twenty years, which he's yeah. not going to be he's too oh old. My but. God, he's got, he's he's got a good start on it. That was his first playoff game. It was, and he redeemed himself in the same game. He yes. screwed up with a ball that was pretty well thrown. I mean, for what you had to do at the time to get someone in field goal position, yeah. it was the only ball he could have thrown. And he threw it well. It was it was he was open. And it might have been enough if 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 that play plays out the way that it does nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand where the receiver just goes out of bounds. Yeah. And you got five seconds left in Kai Forbath, if he makes the field goal, we'd still be talking about that drive if they had won it in a different way. No saying, question. That's a big grapefruits throw by Case Keenum to redeem himself just to set the Vikings up in field goal range. Agreed. But because they have guys like Thielen and Diggs who can finish the rest of the play yeah. and score from 60 yards and use their legs and you don't and, he, and if you're Case Keenum you don't have to apologize for that. You got great wide receivers. Set them up and, and give them a chance to run the rest of the uh you know 35 yards, 40 yards, whatever it was. It was it was fantastic that he came back after the interception that Drew Brees took then later and capitalized on it. I'm sure it was a touchdown. I know it was. Their next possession, he makes a couple big boy throws. One of them had to be reviewed by Sean Payton. We finally got, but we did get a field goal out of that, and we answered the bell a little bit. We, but that was a defining moment for Case Keenum to go ahead and fold up and go home, or am I still going to be a fighter? Am I the quarterback that can lead a team through the playoffs and be successful? He answered yes. Yeah. Uh, Harris in St. Paul. What's up, Harris? You're on Ventline with Star and Mackey, Red Cow, Red Rabbit. Oh, my gosh. Did you see what just happened? In 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 what context, Harris? I'm talking about sitting there. I'm sitting I'm sitting there watching the game, and then can you dig it? Can you <laughs> dig it? Are you serious? This happens to us. Are you kidding me? I'm going up until 4 a.m. You better be with me all night long. <laughs> yes, Harris and St. Paul, and a car full of people. And you well, hopefully it. they have a designated driver in there hopefully, somewhere. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they are not uh, as free spirited 
as the caller, or whatever his name was. But, man, he's having a good time. And you're right. Can you dig it? Wow. Yes, we can. I Brother T, Ben in Georgia, can you dig it? I can freaking dig it, guys. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm yeah. a, I actually went to University of Maryland, so wow. shout out to my man, Dig. Boom. Yeah, that'd be a great T-shirt so, uh, for, like, the next game or, or two games. <laughs> can you dig it? That'd be funny. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of a cool T-shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah, that sounds good. So I wanted to call and check in and see how we're feeling about my man, Kai Forbeck. So he misses that field goal, right, right before we go into half, and now we're thinking, oh, that's going to come back to bite us. We yeah. are in trouble. But then, you know what? He kind of redeemed himself. Those were some tough circumstances there where he makes that kick in the second half. He makes it. Sean Payton puckers up, throws that challenge flag, and then, you know, we got to wait forever to see what happens with the challenge, but then he makes it again. Holy crap. I'm feeling good about it. What about you guys? Dude, he he was right between the eyes with a potential game winner. We're talking a you know, minute and a half left in a big playoff game. He was right between the eyes on that kick, 52 yards. So impressed. I'm so impressed with him today to make to make the 49. But he was iced before he before he right before he kicked it. But it went through. Had to wait. You could see him standing behind as they were reviewing the screen and everything else about the play that was called before that. Uh, he comes back out, and he has, he has to punch the 49-yarder through again, and he hits it right down the middle twice. I mean, perfect twice. Best footballs I've seen him hit all year, literally. Has a 53-yarder to get back ahead and uh, and to have some hope of, you know, winning the game. Drills it. He could, would have been good from probably close to 60. He hit it hard. I, I take my hat off. I've had so much trouble trying to digest and filter whether I not uh, whether I thought we were going to be okay with him in the playoffs in the biggest kick in the biggest moment. Yeah, and he had his moment and he he made good on it. This is going to change him. This is going to really change that kid. Uh, uh, he's going to be okay from now on because of this. I mean, it, there's so many things. I, the the back and forth sequence in the last you know whatever five minutes of game time was just. Um, the, the, the Vikings can never make it historically. Can never no. make it just a smooth no. ride, can no. they? It's got even even when they when they give you something positive. There's always there's always a yeah, but that goes along with it. Uh, we've been live for an hour and forty minutes. Let's take our first quick break here. A very quick break on Vikings Vent Line, powered by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. And we'll take more of your phone calls when we come back. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Ryan and Matt and John, you're the first three off the bat. Maybe the most improbable and exciting victory in the history of Vikings football. No time on the clock. The first walk-off touchdown in the history of the NFL postseason, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. It's Mackie. It's Superstar. It's Vikings Ventline. That'll do it. The game's over. Now the fun begins. You've sat on your duff watching the Purple Play. Time to get in the game with your reaction to how the Purple Play. Our run defense was just gas. He seemed uncomfortable running out of the shotgun. Put a team on the field that has no preparation. we got to find the middle linebacker. Ugh. This is Vikings Vet Line, presented by Red Cow and Red Rabbit on 1500 ESPN. This for the lead. Four back. And the Saints are back on top. Steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! 
Wow. It's a heck of a game, wasn't it? Um, and the good guys won. Wow. Wow. Superstar Mike Morris, Phil Mackey, thanks behind the scenes to Jonathan, Manny, Eric's hanging out. We got a, a full staff here all watching that game together. and bunch of grinders here. Man. We've uh, we've taken it the distance. Uh, the longest the record's being set all over the place. Uh, out of all the years I've done radio, I've never done a non-stopper for an hour and 40 minutes. We just went, yeah, Red Cow and Red Rabbit just kept us commercial free for an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> taking your call. Straight. <laughs> I mean, uh, just unbelievable. And we're back for more. We're not done. No, let's go right to him here. Uh, John in Minneapolis, you're on Vikings Ventline. Hey, Phil. Hey, Super. Uh, one comment. Uh, after the the broadcast crew had to go through all the litany of disasters in the past where we'd failed as Vikings fans and uh, the players had not come through and we lost. Uh, came to I had the thought that it was today was the day that Charlie Brown finally kicked the football. <laughs> well said. Yes. Well said. All he right, finally guys, got a piece a of the ball and it went through the uprights yeah, and Lucy's right. sitting there going, "I'll be darned if he didn't get to it before I before I pulled it on him." You know, yes. because he finally got redemption, didn't he? Yes. And we we did too. Uh, Matt in Alabama, you're on Ventline. Hey guys, thanks for having me. You know, I'd, I'd ask, I thought that was you, Matt, in Alabama. Oh, oh, definitely. I, I, I couldn't not call in after this one. <laughs> I, I kind of lost my voice, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I just want to make a couple points. First off, you know, I was born in Minnesota, spent most of my life in enemy territory in Packer land in Wisconsin. And to this point, when I talked to other fans, the greatest football moments of my life were always the Packers choking in the playoffs. Yeah. Like the onside kick against Seattle or getting crushed by Atlanta last year. Those were unbelievable. But now I finally have like a greatest football moment of my life that the Vikings actually pulled something off that was just unbelievable. And I'll be crushed if they don't win the Super Bowl, but it's still an unbelievable moment. And second, there was lots of talk about retribution on the Saints for 2009 this week, and had you asked me before the game, I would have said, you know what, for retribution, we need to take them down like 41 nothing, something like that. But now that it's done, that was absolutely the best way to get retribution. Like all of their fans, their entire team thinking they were going to win, and then just snatching that victory from them and watching them just be crushed was unbelievable. And I think that last play, Diggs probably was a little bit jealous, you know, of his brother down at Bama winning the national championship this year. So he's like, I got to take it on, you know, on my shoulders to bring us forward because my younger brother just won a national championship at Bama. So I got to help us win the Super Bowl. So let's let's go, guys. I'm going to coin a new term because I'm in Bama. So how about this? Skull Tide. I like it. I like it. Yes. That's what? a great phone call. That's a great phone call. <laughs> well said. One of my favorite cousins, too, Matt in Alabama. Really? Yep. Wow. So the so I've watched I've watched I've watched Vikings football with him for two decades. And you know, I mean but this is everyone who's listening, everyone who watched that game today. And you can if you start to think back and and him and I were born uh, mid to late eighties, so we weren't around like a lot of people for the the first era of Vikings Purple People Eaters. 
So if you're around our age, if you're in your, you know, from like 25 to 40 years old or something, if you're in that wheelhouse of Vikings fans, Manny is in that group, and you think back, what are the greatest moments of my lifetime watching the Vikings? And it's possible that a week three regular season catch by Greg Lewis yeah. is like the number one thing on that list. And that was awesome. Don't get me wrong. It was. But if you're a Patriots fan, you're thinking there's 20 things you could list. Or, or a Giants fan with the Tyree catch or the 19... Uh, Super Bowl twenty five, right? There's a as a Vikings the Manningham fan, catch. Sure, Manningham exactly. too. Yeah, later. Yeah. If, until today, if you're a Vikings fan and you weren't around to watch him go to a bunch of Super Bowls and purple people at the defense, you're thinking, oh, they beat Tony Romo in a playoff game once, and Greg Lewis <laughs> caught a pass in like week three against a mediocre Forty ers team. That's yeah, yeah. That's and it. like Randy Moss was was awesome for yeah, he a was while. Great. He was great. Came back against uh, the Giants in a playoff game. Had four minutes left to go. Had to score like, I don't know, twenty points. That was cool. For that sure, that was cool. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, that was that was cool. I snapped a game-winning extra point. I think we had to score a touchdown. And it was the extra point to Eddie Murray. We made that extra point. So I, that was my greatest moment ever. Ooh, I will say this. I, I have you know I have family in Mississippi because uh, my mom on my mom's side her roots are down in Mississippi, and so. Um, so I have a lot of cousins that are down in Mississippi, and they're all Saints fans. Of course they and are. And wow. ever since the 2009 NFC Championship game, every time I see them, I get a little bit of just get a little bit of crap from them. <laughs> and so now my cousin Predis, who lives down in uh, Gulfport, Mississippi, I, I, I now have an opportunity to give him a little crap. So yeah, and it's going to be fun. And it's going to mean way more, obviously, if they continue on and you know go go beat the eagles go yeah. beat let's say the patriots and, and and we'll see what the path leads to here but even just on its own if you get whacked 41 donut on the road this moment is going to be one that gets played over and over on NFL films uh, highlight reels of the greatest plays in NFL history just because it's the only walk off win in the only walk off touchdown Yep. In in, uh, in 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 regular season, I believe in po- we're not counting overtime where there's walk offs. Right, regular season walk off touchdown in NFL history. Let's go to Ryan in Phoenix. You're on Ventline. Oh, hello. How you doing? We're uh, we're peeling off on. the ceiling. Two hours later, still. How are you? Hey, hey superstar. Hey, uh, Mackey. Hey, thanks for having me on. I uh, want to say something. Um, I was five years old when the Vikings. Lost their last Super Bowl, and I was tired of um, every ten years they lose. And when they was when I was ten seconds, I was tired of them losing. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's this again!" And then when um, Keenum connected with Diggs, I was like, "They cemented themselves in uh, Viking folklore." So I'm so happy, and I'm just cheering tonight in Arizona. Oh, by the way, it's about sixty-five degrees. <laughs> I, think, I think fans will live with the uh, the wind chill, blizzard conditions right now. After that, though, I think we'll take the trade. You off. know what? I miss it though, and I miss the fishing. But uh, boy, it is nice down here. So, hey, thanks for having me on, and I'm so happy they won. Skull Vikings. Cool. Let's win the game. Thanks, Ryan. It's a big time. Quite a moment when you think about it. I mean, we were just talking about the what could you what could you possibly pull from the past of your Viking. Uh, fan fandom that would that would even come close to this. Well, nothing really. I mean, nothing really uh, does it any justice. I mean, yes, I watched all the Super Bowls, every one of the Viking Super Bowls. I, I watched them in, in, in live, and it was uh, 
It was just it was hard to watch because they always just could not find a way to get it done. Even the Chief game, they were they were heavily favored, favored against the Chiefs in that first Super Bowl that they that they played in. But it was just a lot of team they ran into. You know what, too? I would say, and this is no disrespect to your 1997 team, that, that was not, that was an awesome game. That was the year before Moss came in. It was. And you guys went into the Meadowlands down by two scores with yep. like a minute and a half to go. And yeah. Touchdown, uh, onside kick, a field Everything. goal, whatever the All order was. Of stuff, yeah. And that was awesome. But I think when, when a team makes a play like this, 2004, Dave Roberts, stolen base, David Ortiz, home run for the Red Sox. Or you know whatever play you want to from any sport, it means more when you're pretty sure the team can win a championship. Right, exactly. And that '97 team didn't feel like a championship caliber team. It felt like a really good, solid team that was going to get beat by the Cowboys in the playoffs or or whoever you know the 49ers. Right, that's true. This team, it feels like, wow, it's not like the Jaguars probably aren't going to win the championship. So it kind of feels, you know, whatever. Now you have to play the Patriots. For the Vikings, it feels like. Wow, they just kept a championship hope alive. The Red Sox stole a base. David Ortiz hits a bomb. Holy crap, we're still alive in this thing. Right. It's three games That's to one, right. and we can win a championship. We're good enough to win a championship. It's not just, oh, that was a really good, fun pop-up playoff game, and uh, now you're going to get waxed in your next one, right? Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can build from this, because that's that was about all you expected in, in many ways. I mean, the, the, the whole staff was threatened with having their jobs taken from them if we didn't win a, a playoff game that year in 97, and we did. Then, of course, Denny and the same team basically rebuilt a little bit and came back in 98 and won 15 games out of 16, and we know the end of that. But you know, in 2009, against this very same team, we shot ourselves in the foot over and over and over again and gave them their first championship ever. And to see... Of course, Mr. Breeze and Mr. Payton come rolling up in here again with all those hopes and aspirations of, of surviving and, and making it past us. We, we're shooting ourselves in the foot again in the second half. I don't care how you want to put it. We did. From the from the all-world defense to the kid that has been the great story, throwing a ball up for grabs. and then And then before it's all said and done, before we do, as Kevin Garnett used to say so eloquently, Crap the bed. He used to say that. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Uh, The kicker that is not supposed to do well, the weakest point of the team, possibly for me at least, I've been been dogging him all year long. He comes back with two 49-yard field goals back-to-back because they iced him essentially on one one of those, the first one, and a 53-yarder that counts for everything at the time. Puts us ahead in the game with a a minute and a half left to go for Mm -hmm. the Saints. That happens... And the great story, the high school quarterback out of Texas throws the the mojo ball that turns up big. Unbelievable. And Sean Payton oh. and Drew Brees don't get their second game handed to us. That we would have handed to them rather. In the playoffs, and for them to advance again, they don't get to have that again. They almost had us twice. They got their first one and their first Super Bowl championship by way of our gift to them. I, that's the way I see it. It's true. It's true. The Vikings. You look at the. If we we did this on our show on Friday. You look at the box score of that game, the 2009 NFC not Championship even, not game. Not even close, right? It's crazy. The Vikings had 31 first downs offensively in that game. 
Yep. They out they out they doubled the Saints in yardage almost offensively. But they put the they had five turnovers and seven or eight if you add on the the, the fumbles that wound up getting recovered by the Vikings. Right. It was like seven or eight chances at turnovers in that game. By the way, I'm looking at our feed, too, on social media. It's amazing. We've been getting just a live stream of people tweeting at us, too, and we've been taking phone calls for two hours. I'm just going to read a couple of these that have come in in the last five minutes. Gary says, I giggled for a straight 20 minutes after the game was over. I mean, Jonathan giggled for a half hour answering phones over there for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes. Uh, Nicholas says, I think I legally died for a minute. (laughs) Uh, Flatlined. (laughs) Flatlined. Clear. Someone brought it back. Clear. (laughs) Adam says I'd call in, but I'm still without a voice. Um, let's go. Let's we, we we can stand for a little while longer here, but at some point we're gonna have to go just calm down ourselves. Calm down. Then Come I got another tomorrow. show to do at, at Fox Nine with Jim Rich. Oh, uh, are we a time Fox, crunch for you right now? Or? Oh, yeah. I got ten thirty-five. I got to be back over at Fox. Yeah, the snow. Let's let's take a few more calls and get you on the snowy no roads trouble. here. And, then I have listen. I have no trouble taking this one the distance with fans that want to stay on with me and, and uh, PMAC. No trouble. And Manny always here. And Jonathan's uh, standing by and being the producer that he is. Uh, we've we've been waiting a long time to do a show like this. So yes. we'll stay on. AM fifteen hundred ESPN Twin Cities KSTP Minneapolis St. Paul is what you're listening to here. And let's go back to the vent lines. Alan in Wisconsin, you're on the show. Alan, you there? Yeah. What's going on? You're on vent line. Oh, great game. Probably one of the best games I've ever saw. Been a Viking fan for over 50 years. And uh, just one question. Uh, with Case Keenum still performing well, uh, if he keeps going, what do you think is going to happen next year with the quarterback situation? Well, so I think there's an easy solution here. And this will I mean, this this be a great conversation for like a month from now. You can, if you don't want to give him like a three year deal for 50 million guaranteed or something, you can franchise him. You know what? You, you paid $20 million for your quarterbacks this year, mostly to Sam Bradford. Right. You, I think the franchise number is going to be about 23 or 24 million. So you could just, you could spend a little bit more on your quarterback position. You have some cap room. If you wanted to say, all right, one more year, Pat Shermer's gone, but we want to keep you around for one more year and see if we can rekindle the magic with a different offensive coordinator. Sounds like Shermer's going to Arizona when this is all said and done. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, then you could you could try it for one more year and give him a bunch of money and see what happens and then go the long term route. That seems to be where this is headed, especially with the win today. Uh, unless another team now you could if you franchise him, you get him. If you don't want to franchise him, somebody might give him a three year deal for a bunch of money. Maybe even Pat Shermer in Arizona. Right, but there's a big money deal that would go to us, cash for doing that, taking your franchise, and plus I think a number. Two one the number one for uh, first well, round draft choices. It's astronomical. If uh, it so hasn't been uh, if, you know executed, very they don't time. franchise players either. Really, it's been a long time since the Vikings have franchised a guy. But if they franchise tagged Case mm-hmm. Keenum, um, it would be about twenty three million dollars yeah, in be. salary for him for two thousand eighteen. Whatever it was for Cousins, it'd be a little more than that. Yep, exactly. You know, so that's but I but I can say that um, there is no no quarterback issue. I don't think at this point because even though he had the flub up. Um, in the second half with that interception, which is just unbelievable. So unlike him, he's a, he's a smart kid. He's a sharp kid. He's a good quarterback, and he doesn't do things like that. First time it's come up. He also has a lot of guts and a lot of mojo and a lot of whatever, whatever you want to call it. He's a special guy. He's got something to say in the huddle. He's got something to say on the bench. You can see it. And he came back and redeemed himself in the same game he screwed up. I'm telling you, he did. He really did. He came back and played... Big time football, 
the drive after the interception and coming down the coming down the stretch when it counted the most, <clears throat> he got us in position to what I thought was going to be a winning field goal. Instead, he's the hero, he and Diggs, and they score on it. They score on the play. And if anyone didn't think that he's he's got what it takes to make it and to be a, that kind of quarterback, think again. It's, he really he has everything. Yeah, he to, to come back, it was an unforgivably bad interception. It was at, at a time horrible. where you just can't throw it. But for him to come back, he made a big boy throw on the next drive, and then obviously the Stefan Diggs pass. Yeah, and Stefan Diggs does the rest there. But again, he won me over uh, the, for the last time that he'll ever have to win me over again. He did it on that last play. It was just him believing. He believed it. Yeah, you know what? And if Diggs steps out of bounds, which is probably what you know, that's the standard result of that play. Yeah. That he it's a great yeah. throw catch. He steps out of bounds. It was enough to get the Vikings into reasonable field goal range with 26 seconds to go after a big momentum swing. Chandler in South Dakota. What's up, Chandler? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's, uh, man, it's going really well. Great. What about you? It it, it is a great night to be alive, isn't it? It sure is. If you're a Viking fan, uh, it couldn't get much better than this. Well, it could, but that'd be two more games from now. Well, I, I got something to say. Mike, when they're, they're playing in the broadcast, that little uh, preview of the missed field goals from the past, were you kind of shaking a little bit there, or were you all right there? I think I was okay. Well, the snap looked a little low, though. I thought it was a little high. A little high, I think. Most, <laughs> most, guys, most people have said it's a little high. The, the late, great Denny Green. No, didn't no, know what he was I talking about. Yeah. God, God bless Denny Green. Yes, I, indeed. I, I yes, indeed. Crap. I mean, we... we, we <laughs> We're going to bask in this a little bit. But of course, of course. I'm going to tell you right now is I ran I had a little island in my place. I was running around that. I didn't know exactly <laughs> what I was doing. I thought about taking my shirt off. I had no idea. I thought about running outside. It's like negative, negative degrees here. I had no idea what in the world I was going to do. Funny. But I'm just I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. I hope everyone enjoys this. Let's just let's move on to the next one, and let's let's all just – like, this never happens to us, right? No, this never. never it doesn't. Never. No. Never. 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 Happens to us. Yeah, it, we've I been talking went. about that for two hours, the fact that it finally happened to us. It has sparked well, a two-hour well, conversation on, on Ventline. Well, I'm going to tell you boys right now, I'm going to keep the drinks going. I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> my, dad, my dad is like 50-some years old, and I called him. And I called my brother, and he was still just like uh, my dad was like crying. I could hear him over there, like <laughs> he was through the seventies, Super Bowls and stuff. I mean, like he he realizes too. When my dad realized that, I realized that. So I mean, it's just a great night, man. I'm telling you, boom, Chandler good for in South him. Dakota. Good for you Thank too you. in South Dakota. I'm going to find some of that Budweiser Reserve stock. I'm going to pick some of that up on the way home. You're going to get into I'm going it. To drink all of them, every single one of them. I'm going to, I might even make it better than that. I might even stop off at Popeye's Chicken on the way way home. I'm going to grab a nice big bucket of that and some Budweiser Reserve. Are you going to Are you going to pop two at the same time? Guaranteed. Cheers them together guaranteed. like Stone Cold Steve Austin and pour them all I over your body. I guarantee it. And probably slurp down a couple pieces of chicken at the same time too. Yes, yeah, they're going back. <laughs> we have poll results here from uh, earlier in the show. Over over 1,200 votes. Vikings fans, did you cry? Is the question. Did you cry two hours ago? <laughs> this is interesting. Forty percent say yes. Eighteen percent say I'm still crying, and forty-two percent still say Nah, win a Super Bowl. Nah, go go win a Super but Bowl. But if you add the forty right. that were crying and the eighteen percent that still were, that's fifty-eight percent. 
better that cry that shed tears shed tears rightfully so do we have that phone call like that first phone call that we took the guy was still crying yes we should we'll pull that for tomorrow's radio show you're gonna be in with us from noon to one and we can we can take more phone calls tomorrow uh let's do two more here we have ben and harold we have let's do two more you got to get to tv we've been on for two hours Popeye's open i don't want it to close on me exactly yeah uh red cow and red rabbit have been uh great keeping us on the air all season long let's go to ben and boise Hi, Ben. Gentlemen, thank you for doing some overtime tonight on the vent line. We're happy to do Not it. Not a problem. We're happy to do it. Not a problem. Hey, so uh, Case Keenum needs a new theme song, and it's got to be Big Balls by ACDC. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That'd be a good one for him. That would be a really right? good one for him. And for those about to rock, we salute you. That would follow it. Amen, brother. And, uh, you know, he's got to hold on tight to that horseshoe, young man. You are really something. Uh, he's taking us for a ride, and I'm happy to come along. Um, in my, uh, as a sports fan, this memory is going to go up very, very high. My other memory that is special, you, you said I was uh, in Idaho. You might have guessed what it is. It was the Fiesta Bowl between Boise State and Oklahoma. I remember and I that. At that game, and it was incredible. This game was not far behind. This is right up there. The stress level, the ups and downs, the back and forth. This is one of going to be something I remember for years, and it was amazing. And just to enjoy it is spectacular. And hopefully we can ride that on to the Super Bowl. I uh, wish you guys a good night. Thanks for taking the call. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate you calling in. Did we have a player go over and proposed anyone? Yes. Oh, that's the only thing that was missing yeah. compared to the Boise State-Oklahoma game. That running back who proposed up here. was in camp with the Vikings the next year. I think he yeah. made the team uh, for what's, a while. What's Something name? Johnson. Something Johnson. Ian Johnson. Yeah. Ian Johnson. That's Ian Johnson. Nice. By the way, that Fiesta Bowl was also Adrian Peterson's last game as an Oklahoma Sooner. Wow. wow. So many ties. Lodehold had yeah. one, more, one or two more years left, I think. Yeah. So many ties. Yeah, oh yeah. Let's do one last call here on Ventline, but hey, we've been renewed for another week thanks to <laughs> Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs. No question. We will be back for sure for the NFC Championship game. Harold and Blaine, you're the last make, call tonight, man. I'll make this really quick. I saw Mike Morse today on the pregame show with Jim Rich. Yep. And and the lineup looked like Jim Rich, Mike Morse, Mike Morse's lunch. The new skinny kid was hysterical. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he's just big enough for me to consider eating. You're right. You're right. I mean, he, his name is and, Pierre. He's a new guy over at Fox. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it was a brand new set today. Yep. I thought he was a snack. <laughs> he was. He was. He's just a kind of slim a, gym a morsel, <laughs> just a bite-sized morsel. That's right. And, and the thing that scared me, I thought I was going to ruin a pair of old speakers I bought in Europe. When that guy asked him the quarterback question, and I was so prepared for Mackey to say, well, we let him come back and work it out with uh, with Teddy. <laughs> well, man. Work it out with Teddy. I was going to go right through the speaker. You know, Harold, Harold, I think I think Teddy would have had him up by a little more than, uh, you know, five at the end oh, of the game. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. See, there, that's the true colors. Oh, the true geez. colors come out. <laughs> It wasn't. Good. You didn't think it was going to take too long. I didn't think it was going to be very long before that would come. Who out. should start the NFC Championship game? Keenum, Teddy, or or Sam Bradford? Six five one six four six eight two five five. P Mac and Judd are going. Well, I don't know. Let's think about it. My vote goes for Kyle Slaughter. Kyle Slaughter, the forgotten, the forgotten ace in the hole. Harold, thank you for your phone call, man. Good call.
I will see. We'll wow. see you yeah, I knew it was going. I knew you were going to say it, and the, what your real feelings are too. I can tell that's real. You know, credit, cre- honestly, credit to Case Keenum, because every week, we, f- first of all, he's never played a playoff game before, so he had things to prove to himself, yep. to the fan base, and uh, to bounce back from the bad interception. Yeah, this is just, the stars don't align for this franchise, ever. They don't get breaks. They don't, we, we saw some number from 538.com, analytical website. The Vikings historically have lost 48% of the playoff games they've been favored in. So not forget about Jeez. like just overall uh, what's their percentage. Yeah. They've lost half the playoff games they've been favored in historically. God, that's they amazing. Don't, this doesn't happen. That's amazing. Almost half of the games they've been favored in in the playoffs, they've lost. That's a that's a big stat. That's yes. a big number. Yeah. In fact, um, I got there's a, we did a lot of digging on this. There, there's only a small handful of teams, like four or five teams in NFL history, that have played more playoff games than the Vikings. They are one of the most, it's the Vikings, it's the Utah Jazz, and maybe another, the four major sports of regular season success and no championships. And just nothing afterwards. Yes. You can call that underachievement. You can call that bad luck. You you can call it a lot of things. But you have to have so many things to advance to the big game. You really do. You have to have a little bit of luck. Just a little bit of luck in the way of injuries and everything else. We hope Zendejo is okay. In the for next week, hopefully. But my greatest memory took place today. I don't know whether it was really two memories. The one of Diggs, obviously, scampering to the end zone untouched. But also maybe the one that goes over the top of that is Sean Payton's face after he'd taken off the microphones and was <laughs> celebrating in that puckered up face. And then the face that he had watching Diggs run to the end zone, priceless. And then the walk of shame, finding 11 Saints players in the locker room to come back out for the formality extra yeah. point that the Vikings yeah. took a knee on and swayed a lot of money in Las Vegas because it was a, it was a five point five and a half point depending on the sports book. The so. Saints had to come marching back in. Yep, wow for the for the gimmick play. Wow, look at you! It's the best ever. Been saving just, that for two, that. two, two and a half that. hours. I wrote that. He's the superstar, Mike Morris. I'm Phil Mackey. Thanks to Jonathan and Manny as always every week. And, uh, yeah, we're back tomorrow, 9 o'clock to to 1 o'clock for Mackie and Judd. Star will join us for the last hour of our show. Until the NFC Championship game next week, this has been Vikings Vent Line, powered by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Steps into it, passes, caught, digs, sideline, touchdown, unbelievable, Vikings win it. Toss to McKinnon. No deep shots yet. Here's one down the middle, and there's Ginn. He's picked. Sendejo. Murray, right side, bouncing. Touchdown, Minnesota. Second and nine. That ball's tipped and picked. Anthony Barr back the other way. Doesn't matter much now as Breeze is going to go down. Ball is out. Recovered by the Saints, but Everson Griffin got there and knocked it out. Third down and more than seven. They've converted. Only one of their last 20. Blitz again. Sacked by Harrison Smith. Third down and four. Kim backs up and down he goes. And a big sack for New Orleans. Second down and 10 now. Breeze. End zone. Has a man. Touchdown, Michael Thomas. Tina, who's come off that sack last time he had it. Up for grabs and picked off by Marcus Williams. Fake toss. Pass. Caught. Touchdown, Saints.
Michael Thomas. Enzo. Pass is caught for the touchdown. Camara. This for the lead. Four back. He got it. Lutz. Drilled it. And the Saints are back on top. Steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Vikings win it. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down. Let's get a touchdown. Rock them. Suck them. Fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.